Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I'm your host, the Outlaw LA Ranch. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. You can find the entire show on Twitter at MMMShow75. And boy, do we have a gabillion and three quarters of things to talk about today. Um, what's up, Case? Are you on? Can I unmute you? Does the unmute work? You there just, we go. Just... I'm unmuted. Oh, Jesus. I was trying to keep him muted as long as I could, Casey. I At Byron already. Fever. Uh, the big thing that happened this week was I wrote a sketch for my class. We could talk about that for two hours. Sure. Great. Yeah, um, let's do that. It had Dog the Bounty Hunter in it. And I made jokes because he says words like bra and aloha. That passes as comedy these days. So, hi, Casey. How are you doing? It what was really good. Dog the Bounty Hunter. What a timely reference. Uh, I've good never Lord, seen what is that giant phallic thing in your face? Well, that's my called, dick, bro. That, I got a boner. Justin, that's, that's called the lovely, the lovely Yeti Mike. That's what the, he calls a Saturday night. The satin red Yeti right here. Dude, Byron, it was it was for, how long have we been doing the show? Over a year or so. And yeah. like, we always had superiority over Casey because we always at least sounded better. And now we're using these crappy microphones and he's got the Yeti. I, I feel inferior. Yeah, your he's, shit looks pretty ratchet. Um, I may be still, using PlayStation headphones, though, so you never know. We still look better, Justin, and we can have solace in that. Nice Green Day poster, Byron. Thank you. Uh, this is Casey at Lucha Gringo. Thank you guys for doing the show today. Uh, I should probably tell the audience that I might not be around Thursdays for a while. So if the show's on a Thursday, I'm probably not going to be on it. Uh, a lot of things have happened since last week's show, but it's basically getting accepted and having to register and start classes in my uh, credential program like right away. Uh, so I got in and I got my classes, but they're Thursday night and online so um i'm not gonna be able to do the show thursdays anymore but i'll be here when i can so casey's stealing my gimmick of talking about class this this quickly yeah yeah he uh, is. I, I wrote a skit <laughs> i wrote a skit about pete rose gambling because it's very timely see the dog he says bra a whole bunch and that way you don't have to write jokes it's already funny Wow, it, that's where you went, dude. I, I would, did. Uh, no, I was, no. Where, where I went was uh, he was uh, basically doing a, a, a public service announcement about um, erectile dysfunction. Uh, basically, just repeatedly saying he doesn't have it. Now, is that young lady that was on the show a few weeks ago with you? She's in this sketch class with you. Yes. What's her name? Nor Nora. Is that right? Nora. Yes. Nora. And uh, and she still speaks to you. Yes. No, yeah, no, we, no we get, more, anything. We get more questions about that than anything we've ever talked about or done on this podcast. I don't know if anyone else in my class is still speaking to me after uh, reading six pages of penis jokes, but amateurs. Someone, well, I, uh, since I was last officially on the show, I was the roast master for my friend, Charlie DeMarco's 40th birthday party, which was strange because I haven't done comedy in a long time and I had to do probably about 45 minutes that night Ooh. yeah it was a lot of material and um i started off as the cheesy host on purpose but that kind of bombed i'm not gonna lie uh i did not come out of the gate strong <laughs> um but i finished super duper strong my last couple introductions were searing 
to the point where people were were crying for good and bad reasons and i was really really just kind of a prick um so it paid off and i'm sure it was funnier than 10 minutes on dog the bounty hunter so at least I no, it was going for me like six minutes. Six. See, so you need to do grad school like me so you can do 90 pages of dick jokes and make the fucking staff have to review it. That's what's <laughs> that's what's up. You're stealing my my school gimmick again. Good I, Lord. I hope you don't have any federal grants that I had to pay for. You know what? My financial aid is completely fucked up and I had to file an appeal. So I don't even know yet. Uh, and they said it could take nine weeks. I'm like, that's the whole fucking semester. Well, hopefully, uh, Money Mark Byron can take care of that for you. Except, yeah, hook me up, bro. I'm not Dude, a Money Byron, Mark. Byron, 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 Byron. I gotta ask you this, and then we're gonna get into some topics because we got a lot of stuff to cover today. But, um, I saw the Ben and Jerry's that you ate on Instagram, and yeah. I'm I'm a little worried about you. Like, you don't look too fat yet, but I feel like New York is going to put about forty pounds on you. Is all oh, the dude, what, around New what York flavor City? was it? Like, was it? It depends though, because like, was it the shitty ass like Greek yogurt bitch Ben and Jerry's, or was it no, like the real it wasn't, stuff? No, it wasn't. It wasn't Froyo. It was the real stuff. No, he's got. He's eating like Bonmi's and and you know Ben and Jerry's by the court. Like, what are you doing? I. It. What happened was I fell asleep and woke up around ten thirty and decided the night was not over. So I walked over to a Dwayne Reed's and I bought a pint of ice cream and I ate it. So you're basically saying you've started to hate yourself as much as we hate you. There was imme- There was some enjoyment during, but immediate regret afterwards. Okay, at so least there was regret. Yeah. For you guys that don't know, Byron is lactose intolerant, so he probably shit himself after that. Actually, I don't know that about Byron. I'm just assuming he's got one of those faces. I he was, always smells. I was uh, mildly lactose intolerant in college. I think I'm pretty cool now, but um, no. But you, you don't eat a whole pint of Ben and Jerry's half baked ice cream and come out a winner afterwards. Oh, dude, fucking winning flavor. You know, I approve of your life choices. That's a good flavor. Half baked and anything but the are the two best. All right, so Byron Byron is in the W column right now. Nora mm-hmm. has not filed a restraining order. He's choosing at least the right flavors to gorge himself on. And um, he went to a WWE event, which may or may not be a win for him, but we'll talk about that in a minute. First, I want to start off with the Cleveland Browns because I'm going to forget because it's not on my list of things to talk about. So um, several of the players, uh, and it's not really about the Browns that I want to talk about. Um, It's about the fact that several of the players took a knee uh, this week in kind of a prayer circle during the anthem to kind of support what's going on uh, with the racial tension in this country. And I'm curious to know, what you guys think is like this yeah. is this kind of statement something that should stay out of athletics or do you think that because these guys have a platform that they should be doing this stuff like where where do you guys stand on this thing because i'm dude I'm justin to- you want to know where the undertaker fan stands on these things make whatever statement you want man my favorite wrestler was fucking crucifying people on tv every week do what you want i i think uh I'm not offended <laughs> I'm not offended either. I think um, I think people who have been complaining about it are complaining about it in the wrong way. I think you can have an issue with something like that. And I think the whole point of it is to bring something to light to have that discussion. Uh, I'm in support of what they're doing. I think it's cool that um, that it's taking, uh, you know, it's getting momentum because, I mean, it was centered around a player who 
may or may not be on the outs of his career performance wise. And then that becomes part of the discussion. Is he good enough to play? And that's not why he's taking the knee during the anthem. You know, you want to have that discussion over the issues that are being raised, police brutality, all that stuff, because, you know, we need to talk about that. We don't need to talk about whether or not Kaepernick can still cut in the NFL as much as, you know. Well, clearly, I mean, look, Kaepernick is still better than at least 40% of the other guys at his position, no matter what you say. Like, the guy should have a job, clearly. Yeah. Well, uh, did you see... uh, I follow Roy Woods Jr. on on Twitter, and he had a bit of a a thing where I think his team, I think he's a Dolphins fan, they signed, was it Jay Cutler? I think they said. You're asking me. I watch wrestling and boxing and fighting all the time. You watch some football when the Browns are losing? I met some people from Cleveland, too. Which is all the time? They were were equally depressed about the Browns. but uh, I think Jay Cutler just got signed, and he he looked out of shape and completely <laughs> like in the press conference, like confused as to why he was there. And it was just like you signed this guy, and there's like over like Kaepernick, like we're kind of stretching it a bit. But I I think though, like I mean that's part of the discussion of whether or not he's getting blackballed. But I think more importantly, you know, the discussion should be over why he's taken the knee, why other well, people. Okay, but here's here's the other side of that. To me, is okay as much as he has a right to make a stand about things, and everyone does. Yeah. Do the do the people that disagree with you not have the right to screw you over for making that stand? I, well, I think and, that's. And a, don't think that I'm agreeing with the racist, but I, yeah. I have to ask the question: In this country, with what we're set up on and, and our ideology, are you not allowed to be a racist? I think ultimately you could do whatever you want as long as you can pay your bills, and um, you know, as long as you can pay your bills, stay out of jail in this country. And not, here's, and, and not here's, like morally, but I mean. Well, here's my with issue it. with it too: It's like the guy, the people that support these guys doing this stuff. Yeah, it's fine, but is it wrong to condemn the people who say that it's wrong for them to be doing it? That say, I just want my football. I want to hate black people. I want cops to kill people. Is it wrong to tell those people that they're not entitled to that opinion? Well, <laughs> let's get Hulk Hogan on the show and talk to him about it. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. He's, he's from Tampa. He's from Tampa. So come on, cut him. Some I mean. Shot. Is he a confirmed racist, Casey? I don't know about that. I no, mean, isn't there not, video evidence? It's not like he. It's not like Hulk Hogan doesn't want his daughter to have sex with black men. He wants her to have sex with rich black men. No, it's not that he hates black people. It's that he hates them so much that he talks about them either shortly before or directly after having sex with his. It's on his mind that much. Yeah, yeah. He's either about to fuck or just fucked and says, you know what I hate? Black people. That's (laughs) fucked up. Don't take that clip out of context. Don't. Poor, poor black people. It was a quote. Well, then you should have done it in the old brother, take your vitamins Hogan voice. I don't feel like doing voices today. But I'm just saying, if you don't want the clips out of context, if you do them in the voice, then there's no mistaking what the context is. Yeah, my Hogan's not that good. I wish it was. Like, I really wish it was because I would be like finding Vince McMahon's home phone number and calling him (laughs) as Hulk Hogan. He would would answer too. What's that, Byron? I will say uh, back to your original question. um, Part of the whole part of um, 
why you know i respect these uh, the, these people for for taking a stand you have the ones whoa, these in. people whoa uh, uh, you have you know the ones that are standing in solidarity you know with them um part of it is like it's a controversial stand to take and there will be backlash and that's part of that's part of what they're doing they're going against what's normal what's accepted they're trying to disrupt to make people pay attention to something that everyone's kind of glancing over so there will well, be i backlash. think in that regards uh, we're we're looking at a total success right i think so i mean i I, th I think i think what they're trying to do is they're trying to say we need to have this conversation and accept that there is there is a trend of police brutality there is a trend of targeting a specific uh type of person um but also like we need to you know it's it's not a clear-cut um you know conversation where you can go okay this is happening you gotta really get into it and you gotta realize some bad stuff's happening some good stuff is happening and there are many sides and uh topical joke you guys aren't gonna go for the many sides thing uh but you know you gotta you gotta get into it are you telling jokes I'm telling jokes. How am I, I supposed to know that they're jokes? Like I need a ha like a laugh track or something. Yeah, I you need you need to like do it in Hulk Hogan's voice, and then people will know that you're joking. I stopped for the for a laugh break. All right. Well, all I'm gonna say is it made me smangry that uh, it made me smangry that people had an issue with people having an issue, and I know that that seems weird, but it's like you yeah. can't have it both ways. You can't cause dissent and want to start the conversation and then not allow there to be a conversation. Right. Like the whole point is to piss those people off. Let them be pissed for two reasons. A, we figure out who the fuck they are. <laughs> like the worst thing, the worst thing that you could have with a racist is to not know they're racist. Like let's identify who all of these people are. Second of all, then you have to do the work. You have to actually allow the conversation to happen. And you have to, especially, especially my super uber lefty friends, <coughs> Byron, um, yeah, Byron. you have to actually still have the conversation. You can't just be mad on your end and say, we have to have a conversation, have these things that happen that open up the window for a conversation, have the opposing side, say their viewpoint and say that they hate you and then not engage them in the conversation that will do nothing except start a war as opposed to starting something beneficial to everyone to have the conversation. So I know it sounds like a weird point. I'm not defending the people who I believe are mis misinterpreting the world right now, who are not understanding the inherent racism in some of these things that are not believing in police brutality and not believing that there really is a conversation that needs to be had. I'm not defending those people. I'm saying, however, though, that I want those people to have a chance to say that it's not right on their side to try to ban Colin Kaepernick, to try to stop these things from happening because then we see what they're really made of. Then we see what they're really trying to do. Then we can identify what the real problem is. And then we can say, fuck you and stop paying them. Stop yeah. shopping at their store. Stop patronizing their businesses. Stop voting for them to get into office. Stop letting them have that power to accomplish those things. And if you don't know who they are, and if you haven't had that conversation with them, then you have no power to screw these people over. Yeah. Now I'll get off my high horse. I mean, now, uh, you have, now you have people who are stopping, uh, you know, watching NFL games. Like, 
that sort of began to happen when it became obvious that they didn't really punish uh, domestic abusers and, and murderers and stuff like that as much as, you know, maybe, you know, once you were smoking weed and got busted. Um, but, you know, you, you're seeing more and more people actually take action now. They're making informed decisions over where they spend their money. And that's where we have the most power more than anything. Hey, yeah, but, you know, punch a lady out in the elevator or fucking murder some dogs and people well, Michael aren't Vick calling for you to get banned as much as this. And it's it's fucked up, but it is letting you spot the racist. Anyway, Justin said, okay. just, said he wanted to move on, and I know he wants to move on to this thing that Vice just tweeted saying experts fear for Conor McGregor's safety tomorrow night, which is uh, hilarious. What expert <laughs> is that? I don't know, maybe Vice. So it's probably like one of the dudes that like smokes weed and watches shows. It's probably somebody that has like a weed show on the network. I don't know. I hope. Like um, fucking Action Bronson watching, uh, fucking getting ripped and watching Ancient Aliens, which is an actual series, and Sabu and RVD were on it. That's fucking amazing. Because they <laughs> are both Ancient Aliens, right? Well, at least Sabu is. Yeah. Sabu, like. Do do you remember the triple jump moonsault? Yeah, I mean people talk about flippy shit right now, and and I've even complained about flippy shit myself. But I'm starting to think back, and I realize that I only have myself to blame. Mm. Like my favorite feud in ECW was was RVD versus Jerry Lynn. That was like yeah. the start mm. of the quintessential rhythm of the flippy shit match. Like you don't get ricochet osprey without rvd jerry lynn right i was like they do their chain wrestling spots they do their double kip ups and then they start throwing each other around and then the next thing you know for 20 minutes it's high spot after high spot until somebody's dead i'm trying to figure out what my favorite ecw i want to i want to bring up real quick in the chat w lucha is a piece of shit that uh yeah. sabu messed up a bunch of flippy moments and i want to bring up the point that sabu purposely messed up moments to make it look real um he was nah, that's that's what he said after he fucked up that's like peewee herman saying i meant to do that uh i think my favorite ecw might have been daddy you're a drunk i worship raven <laughs> that is awesome in fact yeah uh raven well i mean in feud, feud storyline wise that was probably the oh no shit ever. my favorite one was like really old school ecw um Sandman versus Tommy Cairo, where he, uh, where Tommy Cairo fucked his wife, and Sandman started doing promos saying he owed him money for it, and then like all the uh, fucking promos were like, "It's time to pay the bill, Tommy. It's time <laughs> to pay the bill." Fucking great. I mean, but that was that was when Sandman was actually drunk, drunk every time he was on camera, right? Yeah, but I think that was pretty much. 80 20 anyway it's in well, his whole career no he I, i'm sure he was very sober when he built that scaffolding for the scaffold match in ecw because that and I, i'm really, sure really safe <laughs> hey you know it ended up being safer than the one new jack fell off of so oh, i don't true. know if he built that i think he was out then why would okay, anyone so do a scaffolding match why would anyone want to watch a scaffolding match you're just watching a bunch of people trying not to fall down Dude, see, oh, it's, no. it it's dude, fucking Midnight Express versus Road Warriors in a scaffold match, fucking Night of the Skywalkers. That was the shit, dude. They, uh, that was actually like a really good fucking match. Uh, and they did promos leading up to it with the fucking, um, 
Road Warriors throwing pumpkins off of the scaffolding and having them splatter all over the ground and saying this is what's going to happen to the Midnight Express, so be sure to watch the match. Fucking dope. And That's Jim Cornette cool. um, injured himself for the rest of his life, and fuck Jim Cornette. Fuck Jim Cornette. Um, oh, God, Meatloaf is in the chat. We've got to talk to that guy because apparently he's sending gifts to, to Cuerno and his purple alter ego these days. He's sending yeah. him gifts. Not gifts, not like like animated pictures, like gifts okay. with a T. No, that's yeah. cool, man. Uh, he he's it, it's 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 true love. Now Who only, now the only heart he, wants what it wants. Not oh. only is he buying used uh, Phantasma underwear, he's sending him custom made Funko dolls of Phantasma made out of underwear. Made out of yeah. I support your life decisions, Meatloaf. You are still my friend. I don't know. I like the kid, and I just really don't want to see him go down a dark, dark path. It's like... Too late. I heard he... Hey, uh, Casey. Listen uh, to our show. Too late. Casey, you said you like Meef, but guess who else likes Meef? Nobody. W. Lucha. So hmm. it looks like you and W. Lucha have a lot in common. They've always had a lot in common. That's, That's why true. they hate each other so much. Well, W uh, does it. I don't, I don't hate the guy. I just find him of zero consequence. What are we talking about next? Wow. What a no-sell. All right. Very oh. quickly, before we get on to all the combat sports-related things, I want to mention this this trade that the Cavs did. Cavs. Um, they got rid of Kyrie um, after he Kyrie much, Ojo? Fucking no, Kyrie Ojo with the no. Kyrie Sane? Kyrie Irving. They, they, they got Fuck rid of Kyrie, you. but... Um, they sent him to Boston and they got, they picked up Isaiah Thomas and like half the bench, um, in a ridiculous trade though. Isaiah's hit might be crazy. Um, but it's like what's going on with the Cavs has just like, has my head shaking. It's like you get it, but then you lose Kyrie. Right. And then you could get Dwayne Wade, but then LeBron might leave in a year. And then, you get the first pick from the Nets, but God only knows who they're going to use it for. And if they're going to have to, they're going to try to build something with the basically basketball in the last two weeks behind the scenes is more complicated than Lucha Underground behind the scenes. Okay. So what is worse, the Cavs losing Kyrie or the Black Lotus triad trading Kyrie to New York? Because, uh, <laughs> I, like I think that. that's worse. Uh, okay, see, Byron, that's an actual okay. joke. That was funny. That was like a funny joke. It was topical. It when, fit in with the contents of the program. That was really good. That was well what done. You, what you were saying when you said Cleveland sports? Right, and then your brain just hazed over. I get it. No, you were like Cleveland sports, and then I just mentally started laughing like Bobby Heenan during a Hacksaw Jim Duggan match. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is a college-educated man. No, but what I think is going to be the biggest travesty is that NXT just graduated um, Asuka to the main roster. She relinquished the belt. It was a big ceremony. And then um, Kyrie Saney is going to show up in NXT. Sane is Hojo is going to show up in NXT, and I'm pretty sure 60 percent of that crowd I is. I believe they're calling her Kyrie Sane. 
And 60% of the crowd is going to wonder why Asuka is still in NXT. Hmm. Well, yeah. um, I guess they do tape in Florida, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. you might be right. <laughs> no, I know the difference. I'm not. I'm not being racist. Terry Lawler wants to be a real Florida cracker. I'm being racist. I'm going to show him what it's Florida like people. to be a real Florida cracker, Byron. Hey, I just got uh, just got some mail. It says it's from. Um, I don't know if you can see that or not. It says it's from yeah, yeah. Care okay. of MMA Gold. Yeah, way to just show the whole address on the fucking video. It's the Justin. gym, dummy. It's the gym. It's not I like hope, her own I address. Fucking hope so. That guy, that guy that was tweeting about wearing his dick to dust is going to be showing up no matter what. <laughs> oh God, uh, you know how insane that is. That girl could beat the living hell out of that man like what he probably wants that dude he's a pervert of all the people that you're gonna like obsessively stalk and say weird creepy stuff to would you pick that to be the person that you would do that to like she 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 has more muscles than than like bodybuilders i know that girl will kill him that is that is somebody who can decapitate somebody with a fucking kick right there is what that is that that photo is like Chun Li from Street Fighter. Well, and thanks for the the photo, Yaya. Um, she was giving them out, and I was like, you know, I was at your first professional fight, so that would be a cool thing to have. Like, send me one. What's up? I don't normally mark out like that, but I like I like discovering new talent um, as opposed to you know people that have been doing it forever. I have my favorites that are up the ladder, but. Kind of damn, somebody's like dead outside. There's ambulances all over the place here. Uh, oh, that's an ambulance siren. Yeah, it's not a police siren. No, I stopped. I stopped all my bleeding. I don't know. I think that no, maybe that was a cop. You might be right, Byron. Hashtag ass blood. Oh, what? Oh, so, okay. you have the results of the poll from last week. Uh, yeah, dude. Apparently, our listeners really bleed from the ass a lot. It's really disturbing. I think that we need to get some kind of sponsorship with me undies because they're going to need a fresh pair and my phone's ringing. God damn it. <laughs> Your level of professionalism has never been higher. Well, anyway, I never finished telling what I was going to say, which is the, the, the reason why Miss Yaya is uh, of note today is because she got a new opponent for her fight at Invicta FC 25. Um, so now she's going to be facing Courtney King, I guess. Mm. Um, Egger, Stephanie Egger apparently wisely was like, Oh wait, I got to face that girl. No, thanks. And pulled out. And, uh, (laughs) so now Yaya has got to, uh, face off against Courtney King. Who's also one and O. So it's two, one and O somebody's O must go already in Yaya's career interesting so i'll be interested in watching that and that fight takes place uh god when when is that fight it's coming up soon eat sleep defeat the streak um yes it's thursday it's thursday august 31st which is a weird time it'll be on fight pass at uh 6 p.m on the west 9 p.m on the east so check that out if you guys get a chance uh livia susa is on there fighting too Raquel Paula Louis has got a fight. Uh, that should be good. I'll be interested. And after uh, this week, 
when we see this crazy Connor Floyd thing, God only knows I'll be ready to just watch some good old fashioned MMA regular old fights again. Those guys are going to dance and hug. They might even kiss a little bit. It's going to be a good fight. Oh, you know, okay. this, uh, this chat is making me long for the days of Mr. Krabs. We miss you, Mr. Krabs. Well, Mr. Krabs <laughs> is, a, is a night owl. I don't think when we do the daytime shows that we'll see Mr. Krabs. Yeah, because he's Krabs? not on his work release program yet. Um, Mr. Krabs is from Florida, and we could have really used him to confirm uh, what I was saying about how Florida people are not you know we, we should move we should move along into the important stuff where we don't recap lucha underground because everyone already watched it why do you need us to talk about it there's just, so much happening this weekend fuck that show um i just want to say i worked on a show for six to eight months and every florida person was unsure about one of my crew members ethnicity uh the entire time they would always ask her what she was because <laughs> Boy, do I know that. Because I think all they know in Florida is Haitians. That's all they talk about. Well, I was Puerto Rican the whole time <laughs> I lived in Florida. Everyone just assumed I was Puerto Rican. You do really look like Savio Vega a lot. <laughs> it's true. Especially when I was in Orlando. I got it all the time in O-Town. Especially Not so much in Miami. Like, like watch out. He's going to challenge us to a Caribbean strap match. I was going to say that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> wait so casey you want to brush across lucha underground but your boy was on he was in the finals you know okay first of all zero out of five because he fucking lost and oh, um it was yep. a good match and uh it was a good match but uh, a lot of people don't seem to care if a match is good if the finish is bad is what i'm getting a lot but but i, 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 no, I, I want to point finish. out I, what might make you right statistically? If you looked at the numbers, uh, the numbers on this episode on the first run were amazing. They were they are actually the highest first run viewing in Lucha Underground history. But yep. total overall numbers between first and second viewing did not make it first overall. And there's a reason for that because nobody watched the replay. The replay numbers were terrible because it already got out what the finishes were or people didn't really want to watch it a second time which has got to tell you something like yes when you hype up a match for five to six weeks it will get people to watch especially when you have two names that are <coughs> wwe that are big stars so yes promoting the wwe stars headlining this thing for weeks and weeks and weeks totally worked um I'm going to say, and here's where I get smangry, that was the wrong finish. Even, okay, I liked where it went. I don't mind Ray losing, but that level of cheating from Mundo, I just don't think was necessary. And I think, I honestly, wanna... they should have had Matanza kill him. Don't you think so? Like, just have, you got to have Matanza come back. He's the guy that fucking put Matanza through the fucking stage anyway. Or through well, the you don't think that, that there's a receipt coming for that as well? And it's like... Yeah, but why not do it here? It would have explained Dario wanting to fuck Ray over yeah. more than just having fake Paul Heyman that has all the same uh, fucking opinions that I do talk and, to him. And honestly, I believe that could have come after the match. Like, okay, the Dario part of the interference, 
that made sense to me. I had no issue with Dario interfering at all to screw Ray over because of that. And then maybe you do have Matanza come out at the end and just totally destroy Dom and Ray at the very end or something. That would have been cool. The part I didn't like is Mundo having to use the belt to knock Ray out. It's like the dude is 5-1. Hey, it's not me this time. Nobody's that's me. Him. That's me. Fuck yeah, this is like an episode of Carnage Culture. This rules. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) We're not even sitting in a car doing it. It's amazing. Um, No, my problem is the part where it's like, if Johnny has gotten the upper hand by distraction, he shouldn't need to use the belt. Come on, the dude is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. He's got a skill set. Ray has no kneecaps. Like, for Christ's sakes, he can't hit into the world on Ray and then like get a semi-clean finish after the distraction. He's still should've, gonna knock him out with a freaking belt. It was taken him. He yeah. should have taken him from Slamtown to Dick Kick City is where he should have taken him. And that would have been four. I don't know. I just felt like the 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 shot of him using the belt just didn't work for me. That was the part that really yeah. Can I talk about what really didn't work for me and what really pisses me off and which makes me think that these guys shouldn't be allowed to call the show Lucha Underground anymore. They should just call it. The mask match? Yeah. Fuck that shit, dude. Fuck that shit. What's wrong with a mask match with two people that you've already seen unmasked going in there to lose a mask and then one of them being unmasked prematurely without even losing the mask match? I don't know that there's anything wrong with that, Casey. Uh, so many things. First of all, we didn't see Sexy Star unmasked when this was taped, so her mask true. was legit. Okay, true. Uh, this is yeah. the second. This is the second mask mask they did, which is fucking bullshit. A lot of people didn't know the Superfly one was fucking bullshit because they didn't know he already lost his match in Mexico to Arrow Star in a far superior match with a hot fucking heat feud behind it, which but was the, awesome. The purpose of the Superfly thing was being bullshit. I mean that. Oh, no, bullshit was different from Superfly. The bullshit was Dario not respecting the culture and just throwing a mask match out there willy-nilly. No, but I mean more like behind-the-scenes bullshit where the unmasking doesn't mean anything because the dude's already fucking unmasked. That's one problem we had. The other problem we had is um, Sexy Star won the match by countout because Joey Ryan came out, beat the shit out of Cortez Castro, and unmasked him, including touching him when he's in the ring. So really, Sexy Star should have lost by DQ... And have to unmask here. But they yeah. don't call CQs. They don't call countouts either until this match. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a total storyline thing. I mean, they just squeezed in this storyline. And I don't have. You know, I don't have I'm a just glad. I'm just glad that they're not trying to build to a serious Apuestas match at Ultima Lucha Trace that uh, needs people to believe in it or anything. I'm just glad that's not the case. <laughs> well, you know. Um, I, I don't disagree. Like I found, um, I took issue with it and I get that, that I also felt like it was really weirdly abbreviated for television to the point where it yeah. made even less sense because they were trying to give the other matches some time. Um, it was strange. It was strange. So yeah, and, and I mean, I don't even hate on sexy star like you do. Like, I think, I think that she has a value to both Lucha Underground and AAA. I do yeah. think that due to Ivelisse being out so much that I think Sexy Star got the benefit of many things that were probably intended for Evie. Um, mm. And I think a lot of people say, why, doesn't, why didn't Taya get that? But Taya didn't come in then either. Yeah, Taya, Taya wasn't around. Taya wasn't around yet. And I feel like once she came in, they already had a very distinct 
purpose in mind for and, and then, like know. we've talked about repeatedly Taya had visa issues this season and wasn't able to do the tapings in right. the right she order also, missed so, a lot yeah i don't know i i, I kind of think i kind of think that ivalice would have been the preferred person and i think they tested some stuff out with her like when she challenged mo Marquez. but i do think because uh sexy star was one of like the original characters and she has a mask and how her character is, is built up the backstory of it I think she was always the one destined to be the first female champion of the Underground. Yeah, I think so too, but you know, I don't know. Hey, W, do you still have a podcast? I haven't I haven't seen uh, Spandex Thoughts in a while. That's harder to say than You know, this is riveting for the podcast listeners. Yeah, you know what's great radio is not only like crowd work, when like, hey, Casey, that's a silent, silent that's, crowd work. That's a funny hat you're wearing, Casey. It's when you start working a crowd in a chat room. Yeah, it's like, hey, Meef, that font is hilarious. <laughs> it's almost okay. it's almost like TwitWow worthy font use. Uh, I wish uh, you guys could see how the capitalization is done on random letters of this word. And I, I also hilarious. want to say one more thing about Lucha Underground, where I'm concerned that fake Paul Hyman, Paul Heyman is uh, <laughs> is parroting things that I say, and that um, apparently I'm a heel because I speak the truth. Um, <laughs> Unrelated, I I really actually enjoyed the sexy star. Cortez match and everything because I felt it was storyline and I just understood that they wanted to do it in this episode. They didn't have yeah, rest, so they had to shoehorn it in. However, but what I really w- what I really under what I really uh liked the most about it is how they spent the entire time talking about how important Sexy Star's mask was to her, was to <laughs> her fans, and to that was longer than the match, by the way. That and, explanation from Vampiro was longer than the match. And the culture of Lucha Libre, she gets her power. Uh, f- you know, she came from an abused background, and the mask gives her power to fight for every woman. Every woman is sexy, and every woman is a star because of the <laughs> uh, mask. And I also well, got to point out once again that this wasn't the real Veneno, and there's already a much more famous Veneno in Lucha Libre that also already lost his mask. I'm just saying. I just I, I think that Stryker and Vamp actually did a great job with that for, for what the for the task that was put in front of them. Yes. Like they halfway had me into it for a second, like before the match just disintegrated literally seconds later. Like I have to give Vamp and Striker props for like the fact that somehow they got this thing put in front of them. And I can't imagine that they thought that this was a good plan either. Like, I just don't know, like DJ, I love you, but this was not, this was not the finest moment. No, or, no, I'm gonna say, I want to know. I want to know. DJ, I love you, but this is worse than son no, of madness. Don't. Worse than go. Son of Madness. Oh, I don't know go. if I go that far. I don't know if I go that far. Casey well, there's more know. coming next week with Son of Madness, Stop baby. Stop it! Oh, I don't want to hear that. It's uh, already in the previews. Oh so, god. So I just what I'm most curious about is whether or not they redid the commentary after Sexy Star's mask and boxing career. I don't no. think so, but I feel like when they shot the vignette with Fake Lucha Gringo, because that's who I'm going to call him, because I'm pretty oh, sure my the god. Guy, there's already a fake Lucha Gringo. He's like fake, fake Lucha but Gringo. But I mean a fake Casey Nielsen. Like, I'm pretty sure that all of that character's opinions are based on, like, he is the representation of Casey. Well, I'm it's like, you know, you know they could have fucking got me to do it, right? Like, I would have done it. No, you wouldn't have. 
You barely do the podcast. Did we pay you? You don't fucking pay me. Those pay checks, you. those checks are about as good as Paul Heyman's checks while we're speaking of Paul Heyman. This friendship is payment for services rendered. Want my money back. And and we got, dude, look at all these pages of notes I have on Triple Mania. We're going to get there. These. We're going to get there. Dude, I do. I got to I got to finish up talking a few things about luchas. So, um yeah. Anyway, so the fake Paul Heyman literally says, Benji Star, whatever his name is, literally says that Sexy Star was the worst champion in Lucha Underground history. Well, you okay. have to have at least popped for that, Casey. I yeah. did, but how is he even wrong? Because, okay, name all the other champions in Lucha Underground history. Who is she better than? No one. No one. Because you no, have it's, Mundo, it's, you have Matanza, you got yeah. Mil Muertes, and you have Prince Puma. She is better than none of those people. But I think it was a funny moment of acceptance from DJ to you personally to acknowledge, like, we can make this statement on the show because it's actually true. Like, I, I think he's saying to, directly to you, Casey, like, look, man, we made a choice. It's whatever it was. But at the same time, we didn't make her better than any of the guys that you like. But I will say this. Except she's she a better she's a better lucha underground champion than pentagon ever was oh uh, <laughs> hey you know it's fine he's because be a champion guys, now guys, he got guys. screwed again hey guys, you know it's great guys, because the show still guys, hasn't been renewed for season guys, four and it won't when the guy when robert guys, rodriguez's favorite wrestler isn't champion so there guys, you go casey casey what casey. justin has a point pentagon hasn't been champion Hey, you know, that's fine because the show hasn't been renewed for season four. Okay, they're going I got to ask you about this, though, because look, let's go back in time here. At this point in time, when this episode was taped, we already knew pretty much that Trevor, the artist formerly known as Puma, formerly known as King Ricochet, formerly Puma just Dark. Ricochet, Puma Dark, whatever the fuck you want to call him. We all already knew that he most likely was not coming back. Right. And we thought knew this. DJ knew this. Yeah. So I got to say that I don't know if this was a genius swerve on all of us, but not a single one of us thought that there was a snowball's chance in hell that Pentagon wasn't going over here. And yeah, I mean, you know, but we thought that at Ultima Lucha Dose too, didn't we? Uh, I thought that there was a chance mm. he wouldn't go over at Ultima Lucha Dose, but the two things I was not expecting. I wasn't expecting Ray to not hold the belt at some point in time. That just right. didn't make sense to me. And I didn't expect at this point in time that Pentagon wasn't going to get a run towards the end of the season. I just really thought that Pentagon would get the belt. They'd run the season out, have him be in the headliner at Ultima Lucha because he's the money. He's the most over guy there. He's the biggest draw, but they're a TV show with a TV taping that gives away tickets. They, I guess they don't need a draw. I don't know. I'm still baffled by this one to this day. I do not understand why at this point in time you have Prince Puma beat Pentagon. Yeah. I just don't get it. Oh, well, and Meef has a point. I forgot Phoenix and former champions because his reign was as long as sexy stars on television, but in real life he was champion way longer. Well, but he was also he's also a triple crown champion too, which yeah, he cannot the, the first triple crown champion. He also like he can he can take a corner and and, and run yeah. Uh, yeah, you notice how the whole fucking match was turnbuckle work? That had to be a fucking rib. Come on. I will say I will say um as we get closer and closer to to Justin's point, 
about like why would you have puma go in and challenge because of backstage of just you know trying to promote your show with the people you have i would have ex like i would expect that ray had beaten mundo because he's that big star wouldn't you want the big star as your champion heading into Ultima Lucha Tress. Yeah, I just don't get it. Like the whole the whole point of bringing him in in the first place is to bring a little bit of prestige to the promotion. It's the same thing I was talking yeah. about with why they put the strap back on Brock and WWE and everyone was all it's terrible when it happened, but it's paying off right now. Yep. And and the, Ray is the same thing. Like he's he's your prestige champion. He's the guy whose name you want on the lineage of this belt, especially if you can't keep him for long. And we don't yep. know that they're going to get him back for season four now. No, I don't and, think that they are. I don't think that they are. It's still possible I mean, because the WWE thing is apparently not happening. So right, yeah. Maybe maybe uh, knee stem cells are on the wellness uh, blocked list or some banned list. Dude, that uh, shit actually works though, and that is but, fucking amazing science. If you ever look up how that works, man. I, I will say, um, like I if if I were running if I were running the business side of things, I, and this is a good point that you just raised, uh, I would want Ray to be my champion heading into an off season for Lucha because that way he does all the promotion, but you don't have to have him defend the belt for like a month or for a few months or for a year or whatever, but he gets to be in public and say he's champion all the time. As long as you know, it, the last episode has aired or whatever, but you get that PR with him, you get more mileage out of him being champion. If so, you're in so Byron. however, with the whole thing, season four, not knowing where his contract is, that, that could be a big reason to not have him be champion because if you don't get him back, then you miss out on the opportunity to. They might, but it's probably going to cost him a whole lot more at this point too, because I believe that. Yeah. They they had the option for him for another year if it was done by a certain time, and I think the holdup with season four has made it not be done by a certain time. And I'm not mm -hmm. positive on all that either. A raise contract is really top top secret out of all my question for both of you guys i have a question for both of you guys because you guys kind of seem to agree on this and Shut i don't up. no uh, one cares so if you guys were booking during the attitude era and you had stone cold steve austin on your roster and hulk hogan randomly came back uh on like a iffy contract you would put the belt on hogan and not austin is that what you're telling me um if you're talking about it being a brand new belt that needed some prestige then possibly but that wasn't a brand new belt at the time so it did not necessarily need it so no i would not have necessarily put it on hogan and would you just uh job stone cold to women repeatedly and uh yes women women not under contract i mean uh and that are jumping it to wwe at the earliest opportunity <laughs> and are already there wait you're uh, clearly talking about pentagon and the black lotus tribe this is not this is not sneaky at all, Casey. What? No, no, because you know what? You so bitter I don't about care. the Black Lotus Triad. That was awesome. It was that awesome, but sense. if you're gonna job somebody, job them to somebody under contract. Jesus Christ. But a Pentagon, oh come on. It did take four of them for the record to do it. Yes. That and you know what? Uh, three. Got, it really took three. He got comeuppance for something that he did. He was fine. He got to have great matches, and it was a huge thing. He got the whole episode for that. Have you, you seen know? Kari Sane's elbow? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I also saw it get re reversed into an armbar. It was pretty oh, fucking sweet. There you go. It was awesome. And you know what? That was a huge grab. They got top stars from another company. 
who were always, always booked. That was a huge deal that they got them. And look, this is like the ECW principle. We all know that Lucha Underground exists to make stars that Vince can just take later. And look, he's taken one of those three. So now you have to be happy. You have to use that as your your marker of success in Lucha Underground as, as Vince takes these people that Lucha has made famous yeah. and then ruins them. Then that's, you know, it's Booker Penny. T. <laughs> Pentagon holds Pentagon Dark holds a key victory over future NXT Women's Champion. And you never know, there might be another Chris Jericho in the rough. Oh, uh, we we really need to start talking about Triple Mania because Meef still thinks that Phantasm is walking out with the belts. So we, oh, we need uh, to talk. Can we talk about Takeover SummerSlam Raw? Because I was at Raw and I watched. We'll, we'll get to we'll get to both those things. I'm going to finish Lucha Underground and saying this. Um, I believe now that. If the green light for season four comes, it's going to come at the absolute last possible minute. That's it. I can't tell you any more than that, but I don't believe that we're going to hear in the next few weeks. I think it's still going to be a ways off, and I think it's going to come at the last possible minute, and I think that there are going to be, sadly, some repercussions for that being the case. I don't know where everyone's contracts are, but as you're seeing now with global force wrestling and some of these other stuff. And a lot of people are asking, well, how is this possible? How are these people who are supposed to have these Lucha underground contracts and this, that, and the other thing happening? I've kind of explained this before and I'll explain it again. The way I understand it is these are only performers whose primary contracts is with AAA and under those AAA contracts, they were being licensed to Lucha underground and Lucha underground did do separate deals with them through MGM. But MGM at this point, because of the fact that they're not on TV, they haven't been running shows. No one's gotten a paycheck in over a year at this point because I can explain that later too. But And, and it's not that anyone's owed money. It's that they haven't taped anymore. They haven't been used on their contracts. Just because you have a contract does not necessarily mean that you get paid all the time for it because you're not working all the time, even for television stars. If your TV show that you're on starts taping later, usually people's payments are divvied out at milestones. And milestones are when certain things are accomplished, like you deliver the first fully edited episode to network, or you finish principal photography, or you've delivered the fifth episode or whatever. There, there's milestones and they're different for every TV show. And those are usually the same times when they have negotiated to pay out talent. So that way they're not crossing over their cash flow situation. So when the cash comes in, the cash is going out. Basically, the last time cash went out was one of the main milestones, I believe, after episodes were turned in in August or something for season three of Lucha Underground. So yes, other than appearance fees, for people coming to these conventions and doing stuff on behalf of Lucha Underground. I don't believe anyone's gotten a real check for being a part of the show since then. Um, but what I was getting to is that I think that now with where Lucha Underground is at and this possible very, very late in the game pickup as all these things get ironed out and the various sides try to get their points through and try to get things to happen. I think at this point, I, they all believe that fighting for whatever part of it that they want to change or be different or whatever that it is that is the holdup. I believe that every side is going to probably push it to the last minute to try to force the other side to their way of thinking. This is the way negotiations go. Mm -hmm. There is a timeline out there. There is a deadline. Um, I'm not at liberty to share what that is, but from what I understand, there is one out there. 
And once you get closer to that deadline, we'll determine whether or not they can reach an accord here and keep this show going. But at this point, that show could be a very different place, man. People, people have lives. People have to move on. And with these people going to, to GFW, I believe that really what you're seeing is the kindness of MGM and EV Dub and DJ and the guys who are really on the side of the workers that are still part of the establishment that just don't want to screw these people over. They want them to have opportunities. If the whole thing does fall apart or go away, they don't want to stop people from working. They've never wanted to stop people from working. They do have, they have wanted people to honor their contracts and do what's right. But, you know, Dorian is trying to make things happen down in AAA. I know that they're trying to get Dorian into a place where he can and knows how to run this company and where Dorian is keeping talent happier. <laughs> and this is one of the ways that Dorian can do that. Like no one's complaining about Dorian doing this. No one who's involved is upset that they're getting to go to GFW impact, whatever. And Dorian is the one who set this deal up with Jeff Jarrett. Okay. As much as yeah. he might be at odds with Conan and this, that, and the other thing, AAA talent getting to work at Impact is not bad. Taya getting to work there is not bad. And as everyone is probably seeing right now, oh, look how obvious this is that Taya is now going there. And don't think that she's going there on her own, guys. This is set up through AAA. That whole freaking thing was a work. She she contractually couldn't show up there otherwise. They're not going to release her and let her show up at GFW. She, she's going to do a run-in tomorrow night. Come on. You know, and, oh, and, and we'll Conor McGregor. She is. She's gonna run in on the side of, of Conor McGregor. So anyway, that's all I have to say about Lucha Underground. That's basically the news right now. Like, don't don't be surprised to see people who can showing show up at GFW show up there. Um, I'm and more interested in uh, our boy Kevin mm -hmm. Cross now. Now I got some stuff on Kevin Cross, and I've got, got the perfect segue for this. Guys, um, I mean, guys, I want this, to, I want yeah, the yeah, camera yeah, on yeah, me yeah. for a second because I'm wearing Look, the shirt. Yeah, you got okay, it. That, You're plugging him. That's all I got. Look, somebody was asking if I had real heat with them from something I said on another podcast uh, a few weeks ago. I do not have real heat with Kevin. It would just be nice if Kevin would, you know, occasionally break kayfabe with, with his buddies, with his pals, and let us in on some inside information. I'm here to tell you that is a I tight am That is a tight-lipped motherfucker, man. He won't give up the goods on anything. He will not say anything. He won't break kayfabe. He won't give Good. you inside dirt. He won't tell you jack. You could get this man drunk in an alley and steal his wallet, and he will still tell you nothing about an upcoming storyline or angle anywhere. In fact, Good. before he even came on our show and announced that he was officially signing with Lucha Underground, he went and asked permission to make sure it was okay, even though it was already out there. Like The guy is just a stand-up dude, so I don't really have heat with him other than the fact that he's too much of a stand-up dude. Damn it, I want some inside information. Come on, Kevin, give me the goods. Give me the dirt. Don't he knows it, Kevin. Don't, he knows exactly do what's going on in AAA right now, and he won't say jack. So go ahead, talk about <laughs> Kevin. I'm salty. I'm uh, first thing I want to point out is this is a big card, uh, and it's going to be on Twitch. Uh, Triple Mania starts at 5 p.m. Pacific tomorrow, which is Saturday, which is the same day as the big fight that everyone's going to probably be watching instead, unfortunately. Um, but the fight is a bit later though, so you should be able to get in at least half a triple mania. I'm gonna do yeah, that. And they, Plus, it's gonna be crappy undercards. It's boxing. It's not UFC. The right. undercards gonna suck. So I'm watching triple mania first. You only and then need the fight. 
You only need like and they 20 said, minutes uh, of your day for the fight, don't you? Like you get the promo package, you get five minutes of dancing and making out, right? I, I don't know boxing, but that's what I assume happens. And then they're done. The the thing is, they said that they're going to do the mask match if it actually ever happens, which I'm still skeptical, by the way. Mark me as skeptical. Um, after the fight. So they're just going to hold it until the fight's over and then do that. Kind of weird. But that's that's a thing. Um, but one thing that's really interesting about um, Triple Mania is there aren't any Lucha Underground characters on the show whatsoever, unless you count Johnny Mundo being called Johnny Mundo. There are a shitload of GFW people there, though. And uh, and DJ's going. I mean, he's working on the show. Uh, I, I, I think maybe Cross might show up. That's my fucking prediction. No well, one tells I me shit either. But why isn't Cross booked? He's out there destroying because everybody. he's gonna because he's gonna cash in the briefcase cash on the title in, match dude. and win the fucking belt. That's why. That's gotta be what happens because come on. Even the last time we had Cross on this show, we joked about how he wasn't gonna be able to see the fight, and he kind of said that he was booked for Triple Mania that day. Oh no, he would never do such a thing, Justin. No, but he, he never actually said that he was booked. But he did make it sound like he was gonna be there and not able to watch the fight. Maybe so, he's just gonna cripple some fools. It. it so my intuition, not him, but my intuition says that he cashes in and Kevin Cross is your new champion of the entire universe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, too. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff we can predict. Um, uh, the the Yave de la Gloria, the match where they're, they've got, um, I think, 14 people that are kind of like vying to be the next big star. It was kind of hooked in with that reality show thing Vampiro was doing. Right. Um, they're going to have two matches to decide the winner, but they haven't explained how that works whatsoever. I'm thinking maybe like a seven on seven tag and then a battle royal where the seven people that win fight or something. Yeah, that I would make sense. Read, I read a little bit about it, but my Spanish is not very good to, to keep up with how that whole thing was playing out. Maybe Lucha Blog has some info up on it, but... Actually, um, we're actually we're both pretty lost on it. <laughs> um, now they just released an image with all of the people, so that you can get their names and identify who's who. Uh, but uh, I've got a list of names. I'm probably going to butcher a lot of these because my Spanish sucks too. Uh, Angel Mortal Jr. Uh, and Helical, not and Helico and Helical, different. Uh, mm. Ashley Bronco Gonzalez Jr. Chicano, Dragon Solar, Fetiche, Hahastery. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Hijo del Vikingo, son of the Viking. Mexican Vikings. <laughs> Pardux or, or Perdux Solaris. The Tiger. Solaris? In English, yeah. just the Tiger? The Tiger in English and Tigger Boy. Also Ooh, in English. That's close. <laughs> and and every time you use the word boy, is it racist, Byron? Or the most, word Tigger? Most, first most, of all, uh, we, all know hey, hey, hey. we all know what they meant when they named a kid's cartoon Tigger. We all know what they meant. Importantly, Byron, most importantly, the Justin. last entry in this match is Viano Tresero Jr. Viano 3 all Jr. Right. Okay, that's probably who's going to fucking win. All right? It's Viano 3's fucking son. But I'm going to go with a dark horse. I am going to say Angel Mortal Jr. wins because he is also linked to the AAA family legacy that runs AAA. 
Are so you saying that there's him. nepotism in Mexican wrestling? Oh, we'll get to this a lot later. Um, but yeah, I think it's either going to be on Hill Mortal Jr. or uh, Viano Tresero Jr. Uh, but yeah, come on. Viano 3 Jr. Probably going to win. You always uh, bet on a Viano. You always bet. And it would not be a triple A show without a triple A rules match, which for those of you that don't know, is a man, a woman, a transsexual, and a little person teaming together, and they all fight another team with the same makeup, and they all fight each other. You got transsexuals kicking the shit out of little people. You got men fighting women. You got all kinds of stuff going on, and there's some interesting names in here. Um, it's Big Mommy as the woman on the team. We have Dinastia as the mini. He fucking rules. We have Australia, Estrella Divina as mm. the Exotico. And Mascara de Bronce, the one that is the guy that's going to get a huge push in the company. Uh, so I think his team's probably winning. Wait, that's the guy that, that Cross had a thing with, right? The, yep. he's, he's tiny man, though. He's not a very large man at all. I got to say, though, he's not the mini on the team. Just, just so <laughs> you know. Okay, so hopefully they found a mini that is way more mini so that people aren't confused. No, that's what kind of sucks is Dinastia is kind of tall for a mini, so people are going to be confused. <laughs> and um, But the man on the other team, a little bit bigger because it's going to be our friend Baby Nuts, Hernandez. Oh, snap. And he's going to be teaming with Mini Psycho Clown, Mamba the Exotico, and La Hydra. That's an awesome team. I think that they're a shoo-in to lose, though, unfortunately. What? Baby Nuts can't lose that. He's a giant compared to every single other person in there. Just remember, the little tiny man they want to push is on the other team. Well, that's true. But, oh, they're going to have him go over on Baby Nuts, too, aren't they? Probably. I don't um, know. But, look, it's probably Hernandez's fault at the end of the day. I, I don't know what it is, but, like, every two years, somebody is really mad at that guy and trying to make bad oh, things happen to him. Remember two years ago when I was hitting him with a belt? Yeah. Yeah, and three three months after that, when everybody hated him and it caused all sorts of ripples back. I still liked him. I did too. It, it was an unfortunate awesome. circumstance. Yeah. Um, next up is the women's title match, also known as Taya's not in this match. I hope she doesn't run in. Um, Sexy Star versus Lady Shani versus Ayako Hamada versus Rosemary from GFW. I have a question. Yeah. Uh, wasn't there recently um, some type of women's championship match where Kevin Cross ran in and just beat everyone up and choke slammed uh, one of the, the one where, table? That was the one where Sexy took the belt back. That was the yeah. match. That was like yeah. three, two, three weeks ago. Oh, God. And it was taped even longer than that ago. It was. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say my bet on that match that happens is Kevin Cross runs in and choke slams everyone. I think I don't Ty, know. I, I think don't Taya think runs in. Taya runs in. Come on, come on. I Guys. think that Taya does not show up, and um, the only run in you get is actually Cross later. I think that there. I think that the plan was for Taya to run in, and I think that they've bailed on that plan now to try to maintain the storyline of her quitting. You know what I say happens, Justin? I say Hamada wins and then Taya faces her down so that we can get the match that everyone wants to see instead of Taya versus Sexy Star, which we're going to get, and I'm going to be wrong. But I'm just going to say I want Hamada to win because Hamada's like... I think that still happens because, honestly, I think the one no. part of that whole thing that was real was that Taya has heat with Sexy Star now and vice versa. 
I think she's mad think, at Sexy Star for being a whiner and getting back what it, she wanted, and I don't think that Taya wants to have anything to do with it now. Casey, is your phone ringer still on? That's so amateur. That was a different phone that rang during the podcast, by the way. That was my house line. But, um, dude, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I want it to happen because Hamada is the best female wrestler they have, and her versus Taya was the shit, and I want to see that again. It's it's how I would book if I was booking is what I'm saying. Um, well, we know that they don't do that. They only create characters to mention how you would book things and and convey your opinions completely differently than actually doing them on camera with characters. <laughs> yeah, I also talked about Ghost Dad like three years ago on Twitter. Um, okay, so ta tag titles. Uh, we have uh, Cuervo and Scoria versus Aerostar and Drago versus murder clown and monster clown versus the gfw team which is going to be djz and andrew everett who's the sh both of those guys are the shit this is oh, going to be pretty awesome matches are definitely interesting and it, it's almost painful at how quiet it is in the impact zone during his matches and it's just like he is hitting the craziest high spots and is a really good flippy shit guy and then yeah. it's just dead silent and I don't even understand it. I mean, like Andrew, if you go back to Andrew the old, Everett too, man. He is yeah. underrated as fuck, and you go he's back really to the good. Old X Division, and it was like that used to be when the Impact Zone would come alive, and the pops mm -hmm. were ridiculous, and nobody cared about the headliners. But those X Division matches were sweet. Now yeah. with these guys who are doing the same, if not better, they get no love, no love at all. I don't, and I don't even understand it. And they're like the second match on the show, and just like nobody cares, and all these. Fat Pepsi drinkers are just sitting there with their Chick-fil-A in the front row, eating nuggets, Pat. looking at them like, huh, what's going so, on? So hungry now. Jeez. Bring out EC3. What's going on? I don't know, man. Uh, so, uh, okay, I think that Aerostar and Drago leave with the belts. That's my, my prediction. Um, I hope so at this point. Uh. The next is the big uh, Copa AAA 25th anniversary battle royal. Oh yeah! Uh, for people who don't know, this is the 25th anniversary of Triple Mania this year, right? This uh, is, this yeah, is and this is going to be su some fucking crazy shit because there's a lot of people that have been gone for a long time uh, returning to this match, and I don't know if all of them are listed. This might just be the people that are included. So um, uh, it's going to have Triple A Parka. Hmm. Uh, it's gonna have uh, uh, Maniaco, Hysterio, and uh, and the second fake AAA Psychosis. So it's kind of like a Los Vipers reunion there. <laughs> uh, Joe Joe Leader, he sucks. Uh, Mister Aguila, which the DM knows well as being Victor Quinones's bitch, like legit bitch. Um, the Great Halloween. I fucking love Halloween. He might actually quit the promotion in the middle of the match. That that would be his <laughs> new record. But he may also come back before the end of the match. Shit, the thing is, I think his his actual record now is shooting a segment and then quitting before the match happened. I think that's, that's awesome. the new record. Yeah, uh, which actually happened. Uh, crazy Boy, who is pretty great. You know, Super Crazy's yeah. cousin. Uh, you got... Nino Hamburguesa, who everyone fucking loves. Come on. It's going to be hard to get that motherfucker over the top rope, but I think pins are legal in this too. Uh, Lanzalot, who's like a knight. Uh, 
Intel Cable, who's like one of the old stripper gimmicks that they used to have, but he's not like even the most popular one. He's probably like fourth place most popular stripper gimmick they used to have. Uh, Heavy Metal, who fucking rules. Uh, Blue Demon Jr., who does not. <laughs> oh, come uh, on. Blue Demon's <laughs> not that. Say, hey, soy Mexico. Pirata Morgan, not That's Pirata great. Morgan Jr. Pirata Morgan. The fucking legend is going to oh, be wow. in this match. I love this man. Fuck yeah. Um, is that a pirate gimmick? Yeah, dude. He legit has one eye. He'll show you his eye hole. And then he'll say, motherfucker, you want to say wrestling's fake? Blah, in his like, fucking eye hole. Because he lost his eye during a match on a fucked up plancha. That's amazing. So he's like the real life Captain Morgan. Exactly. Exactly. With, with no eye. Yeah. Viano four is going to be in this. The last of the Vianos currently active. <laughs> um, our Hennis is going to be in this, and no, he will not be allowed to use the sword. Oh come on, he's got to win. Uh, no, dude, Park is winning. It's going to fucking suck. Uh, Bengala, but it's not. It's not Ricky Marvin Bengala. It's the new Bengala. Oh boo! Uh, Australian suicide. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Fabi Apache. Wait, when is Fabi Australian Suicide going to get a, a big main event match or like a, a even a top mid-card match? Come on. Never. Come on. He's, been, uh, work. He's the new Pentagon. Like He just needs to get out of there to get over, doesn't he? Uh, maybe. Fabi Apache is going to be in there. Um, Pimpy's going to be in there, of course. Pimpinella Escarlata might win. If, if La Parca doesn't win, Pimpy is my pick. Oh, come on. You don't think Fabi's going to put herself over? No, no. Uh, Averno, chess man. Fucking love both guys. Superfly, fucking love that guy. Superfly, oh, we man. miss you, brother. Uh, Bobby Lashley's going to be in there. <laughs> oh, so there's Moose. another uh, GFW rep, huh? Moose is going to be in there. Oh. And the 1,000-year-old Scorpio Jr., Mil Porciento Guapo, is going to fucking be in there, too. So, so you know Moose and Lashley are going to take out a bunch of people and face off with each other and then cost each other, right? That's going to happen, I'm sure. Nah, dude, they're going to team together and they're going to start calling them New Doom. Hey, I Penny got a Long question for you, out. Case. How sure. How is Fabi Apache's relationship with Vamp backstage? Because I know she's had a lot of juice backstage in the past. Like, Does she still have that juice with Vamp kind of on the book? Fuck. I don't know. I, I, I don't know at all. Um you know, shit's weird since her dad died, man. Like yeah. the family's power's not where it used to be, and uh, now I'm sad. Now I'm thinking about Grand Grand Apache dying, Matt. Fuck. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out if if she still got the juice backstage with him gone and with Vamp kind of running the book now. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring some levity into the situation because also, sadly, I think Lapark is going over in the match. Probably. If not, then it's going to be Pimpy, but it's probably La Parca. Um, okay, the next match is Pagano versus Macias is what they're listing as an ultimate consequences match. <laughs> but they don't tell us what the fuck that means. So I asked Cubs fan, I'm like, dude, do we know what the fuck this means? And he said, you know, Lucha Blog, Cubs fan, same dude. Uh, he said, uh, I think it's street fight and they just mistranslated it. And I told them, no, this is my theory to what an ultimate consequences match is. What do Macias and Pagano have in common? They've both already lost their masks. 
they both already lost their hair. So this match is a loser gets their dick cut off match because it's all they have left. That's my theory. And I think that I think that Macias wins because a dickless clown is even more funny. <laughs> I'm going to just agree with everything you just said. Yeah. It makes sense. I like and then, uh, By the way, Krabs is in the chat now. So you guys What up, Krabs? Your, your Krabsness. Uh, uh, looks like Mil Machete stopped by as well. We got okay, you guys just Everyone missed the whole fucking triple A rundown. I hope no, you heard no, no. Machetes is saying F you guys because uh, Australian suicide had his mask versus mask match. What else do we need? Uh like him winning a match. How about that? Um okay, so then we have the two big matches. We have the triple A triple crown championship match, Mundo versus um Tejano versus Mifloaf's wife and uh hijo de fantasma uh so that match is gonna be great i think that it doesn't matter who wins because cross is gonna cash in and walk out with the belts wait who else in the match again who gets to slap around uh fantasma uh, uh tejano mr popcorn eyes right right yeah, but yeah. he's gonna slap the crap out of fantasma clearly he's a bigger stronger guy so yeah, who else? And, and and johnny mundo who if he tried to slap fantasma he would sprain his wrist probably so now yeah. what if mundo wins and cross cashes in on his boy is that a hey, possibility i think that dude, that's a that's a, that's a that's a there's a possibility i think there's a big possibility and i think that that's probably what's going to happen but we'll see we'll see and that because he'll think he'll, he'll think he's coming out to celebrate him celebrate with him and he's going to clothesline him and you know what's going to happen is dj's listening to the show right now and he's going to change all this shit so i'm wrong watch do we know if uh if dj's on the book for this thing at all is he helping out he, i know he's he been just, pretty busy with big brother he's on, he's on Dude, his way there yeah he just tweeted he's flying over right now so uh, good so we can expect some shenanigans if nothing else he's going to go down there look at what they already have booked and try to get some shenanigans going on for us right? speaking of which um Main event, mass match, if it happens, I'm still skeptical. Wagner versus Psycho Clown. And uh, I think that if it happens, maybe... Okay, there's a couple ways this can go, which is kind of stupid to say because there's only two guys in the match. Uh, oh, look at this fucking jabron fucking answering his door and shit during the podcast. So unprofessional. Uh, but, uh, okay. Three things can happen. Psycho Clown wins by forfeit because Wagner doesn't show up for the match. I would say that's the most likely thing. <laughs> Come uh, on, he's gonna show. I it's don't the know. 25th anniversary. He's got to show. He's done this shit three times, Justin. If three not, Vamp, Vamp will book himself in the match if he doesn't show. Then what's he gonna do? Lose his face? It's come on. Why do you think he's been growing all that hair? Ah, oh, god damn it! Oh, I, so, you know I'm right. You know I'm right. He's growing that hair just in case he has to shave it again. One one school of thought would be Wagner's old as fuck now, and he would lose his mask on his way out, and he's pretty ripped, and he kind of looks like the dude from the Dosakis commercial, so he's marketable without the mask. And uh, I didn't tell you he looks like that, but he fucking looks like that. And uh, or like Macho Man in his later years, a little bit, he kind of looks like that too. But uh, fucking, um, I mean, Wagner is all grayed up now. You can see all the, you know, one thing that no one really thought of is maybe Wagner agreed to the batch because he's fucking going over and psycho clowns losing the mask because you know what? See the, cause psycho clown, if he took off the mask, 
he could just wear face paint like Pagano. Problem would be he would look exactly like Pagano, probably. Um, but those masks fucking suck to wrestle in, I bet. But you got to think at this point in his career, he's probably ready for something else. I mean, how, how he's done everything a psychocon that he could possibly do. He's been at the top of the yeah. main event for a while now. It really is time to mix it up. Yeah, because he can unmask and then carry on the fucking Brazo family name. Yeah, I you mean, know? I think it, I think it's time to do that, and I think it's better for his legacy. And and his knees aren't the best anymore either. So, I mean, I feel like all these guys, you get to a certain point, and you have to look at what version of the legacy, especially as a luchador and a mask, is going to to work for you in the later years as these guys work longer and longer. And they've seen what's happened to the generations before them who didn't unmask at the right time or unmask at the wrong time and ruin the legacy. I mean, it's it really is a very careful process. And I think that at the 25th anniversary of Triple Mania, this could really be the right time for him to step back into the light without the mask. You know, um, there's a lot of fuck Tejano from uh, Miflo from the chat. Maybe he should say that to his face. And uh, Tejano is a legit badass. Like, can yeah. Fantasma really say that? No, like, but Fantasma you know, plays a legit badass on TV. He wants to fancy a bet on Fantasma getting the win. It doesn't matter if he gets the win because he's not walking out with the fucking belts. That's like, come on. Come on. And I mean, look, Phantasma has his appeal, but it's mostly to girls and, and to guys who like him in a homoerotic nature, right? Next, Miflo. Ooh la la. Specifically, Miflo. All Miflo. I got to say is ooh la la. That's all I got to say. But, I, but I saw Miflo do a live uh, Twitch stream of himself making up with a poster of, of Eho. Del That's that great, Byron. Uh, the other it's thing like that we gotta tell people, like who, who, I mean, Brizango might be entertaining, but you don't like like them, like them, unless you really like them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Brizango's awesome. What are you talking on. about? They're the fucking fashion police. Come on. Anyway, um, I don't watch WWE. I don't give a fuck. But I do want to tell you guys. I shouldn't be telling you this while you're watching our stream right now, but they are currently streaming a best of the last 25 years of Triple Mania on stream. Uh, on uh, f sorry, on uh, Twitch right now, and uh, there's some good shit on there. Not the same choices I would have made, but the choices I would have made probably have really shitty looking footage. And uh, um, are those in English or are they the, just the original Spanish commentary? Right now, I was only getting it to work on the Spanish version of the channel. There's two channels, so if you go to Twitch when you want to watch this shit and you search for Triple Mania, one says Triple Mania in English and one says triple mania in Spanish. Basically you just pick which one you want. Um, but I was only getting the best of matches to work on the Spanish feed, which makes sense because they didn't fucking record commentary. Right. Oh, and the commentary team is going to be Kevin Gill. Fucking love that guy. And Jeez. he's, um, he's doing it with the promoter that he often does commentary for. I forget the guy's name. The name escapes me. No, it's not Codan. It's a California dude. Uh, fucking, I can't remember his name, but Kevin Gill's doing it, and I love that guy. PMA, motherfucker. Yeah. Positive mental gillness. Um, no, that's awesome. And, dude, I have to say that uh, 
And he's no stranger to doing stuff on Twitch. I think he did a couple of the early wrestle circuses on Twitch too, which Yeah, and he does um, a lot of right. announcing. He's pretty good, dude. And I like him as a person, you know, he's a yeah. cool guy. I don't know what happened with him in Wrestle Circus, if it was just schedule or I know they got a couple other people in there, but his commentary on that stuff was great. So I'd have to Maybe he doesn't want to commentate twenty five hour long shows. Well, yeah. Like well. who would? But anyway, uh, I do like the Twitch thing. So if you haven't heard, it will be available on Twitch and it's free, uh, similar to what they were doing with the Wrestle Circus things. I don't know if they're going to be accepting donations or how it's working out or if Twitch is just doing this because they're trying to find new and exciting ways of launching content. But I have to say, it. Uh, there's a few video gamers I'll watch on there. I mean, I probably... And more interested in watching DJ on Twitch than I am watching him fight these days. And I'm talking about Demetrius Johnson, not Krista Joseph. Um, you know, I'll watch Urban and, and Demetrius Johnson on Twitch. And uh, but that's about as far as it goes for me. It's like other video Shit. gamers, like how much video gaming can I watch other people do when I'd rather be doing it myself? But this stuff, this kind of content, Twitch adding this stuff, I think, is bringing the right people to their platform. I feel really like we need we need to get it. Me and Byron playing Fire Pro on Twitch. So I'm on you can Fire watch. Pro now. Because Byron's on Fire Pro now. Make Fuck yeah. 20, 20 years of playing Fire Pro, Byron. What's up? Oh, yeah. Do it so I can live vicariously through you guys because there's no way I'm getting a PC up to that capability anytime soon. It costs $125 plus shipping. Thanks to get to your PC? Who, I got who, who got it up and running for you? Urban did. Who is Urban. Shout out to Johnny B for for telling me to get this laptop. I spent 125 bucks. I got a laptop. Then I spent the 20 for Fire Pro. Now I'm playing Fire Pro on a computer, and it's awesome. Pretty soon, really, that's to all it took. My, yeah. I might have to do that too, man. See, Urban likes you better than me. I didn't. I didn't even know that that was how that went down. Like he's Shit, you were you were in the DM that we were talking about. Man, you were, yeah, I was working or something. so busy that week. I miss so much, and there's so much that goes down in that DM. Man, it's like wow. See, you miss important things, people. You got to pay attention to your friends because they have wisdom for you sometimes. <laughs> you know they're, jo they're joking in the chat about vampiro stripping cross of the titles and keeping them all for himself vampiro has stripped people that have won belts that i like as soon as they've won the belts before so let's not put that karma out there gentlemen i'm going specifically for uh for when Chessman and the psycho circus won the atomicos titles he stripped the belts from them and then like threw them in the garbage or something and the atomicos titles were never seen again horrible you know I, I i won't comment on it i'm just gonna say that um if the whole thing that we thought was a work was a work that vampiro did kudos to him and yeah. i'm happy that dj is going down there for this thing because regardless of what you think about this week's lucha underground or things that dj has done in the past at the very least you know that he is going to try to make it interesting that he out of his own pride is going to go down there and try to make something exciting happen with that show that people are talking about. Cause that's Dude, what DJ does, whether he's right I, or wrong. He tries to get you talking about the shit. And DJ, if you're listening, I will see you at PowerCon, buddy. Don't douchebag me. Show up. <laughs> <laughs> but, he's going uh, to no sell you when you try and start talking to him. He's going to be like, Who's he's going to show up with fake Paul Heyman instead and <laughs> pretend it's you all day. Dude, probably. But I, he's not going to know it's me because I'm going to be dressed up as fucking Moss Man and sneak up on him. Yeah. And, uh, and then just be like, Sarah Miedo. 
and then he'll be like, God damn it, and then go home or something. But um, I do want to say I really hope that Vampiro eventually does do our shows so that I could talk to him about the graveyard match with the Kiss Demon because I'm fascinated by that match, you guys. Well, and he Someone said in the that chat has to know what I'm talking about. He said he was interested in doing the show. I mean, I wanted to ask him about having to do jobs for Gil- Glenn Gilberti. Um, I wanted when, to ask him about when, how, I see champ. Remember when he said, I wanted to talk to him about setting sting on fire. That Ooh. was pretty amazing. Oh, no, that was amazing. And I have so many questions about wrestling society X because I genuinely loved that show. And I'm so sad that it doesn't exist. And I still, as much as I love Lucha Underground, I feel like it's almost a consolation prize to the greatness that was Wrestling Society X. Oh my God. <laughs> I want to ask him what it's like to Tombstone uh, Mini in a furry suit. That, yeah, dude, we already did on Twitter, though, and he, t- he told us that it was awesome, like I, we expected, right? Like, yeah, but I just, I just want to talk about it some more because it was really cool. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be great to watch that gif over and over again and then have him just relive it over and over again. And maybe he could find someone new to do that, too. Yeah. Oh, did Paul just show up? Did he miss my dickless clown humor? God damn it. Paul's here. You got oh. you got it. Paul, you got to go back to my talk about Pagano versus Macias because they're not saying what the match means being an ultimate consequences match. So I decided that it means that the loser gets their dick cut off and that Pagano is going to lose and he's going to be a dickless clown. So, uh, there's if just you not enough to, times you can say that on this show. I think it's fine to repeat that. You can probably repeat dude, it again yeah. later in the show. Again. It's I just want our next bitch, our next uh, piece of merch to just say dickless clown on a t-shirt. That's all. And me will buy it and wear it around Londinium. Londinium. I want all the clowns to lose. I'm tired of people a saying people saying that triple a is just full of a bunch of fucking clowns. Cause it was pretty literal for a minute there after Pentagon and all those guys left. Yeah, where like, the fuck's Dave the clown at man? Dave oh the clown God. was my favorite clown. He got his job by doing a shoot running. That's fucking amazing. I don't know. You got murder clown, death clown, upside down clown, Stephen King clown, Pagano clown, psycho clown. Like how many fucking clowns do you have? Dude, they need a dickless clown so they have a clown exotico because they oh, don't have a clown exotico. That that I, I just can't even believe that that's true. At this point in time, there's so many clowns in AAA, there has to be a dickless exotico clown already. Maybe, maybe we just don't know it yet. Maybe we just created their next fucking most famous character ever. God damn it. Oh, uh, Paul, is Paul another ooh-la-la fan? Is he another phantasma freak? I hope not. No, dude, he likes cool wrestlers like fucking Macias, bro. Come on. I hope so, because I am very, very anti-Cuerno and anything that he has touched. I'm not. I just like making me Meefloaf cry. I, I think that Cuerno yeah. and Phantasma, fucking great wrestler. Very yeah, nice horrible. to me when I, I dealt like- with him personally. Great guy. And uh, More reasons to hate him. And uh, I just like making me flow cry. It, it would be like, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. And when he buys our dickless clown shirt and wears it around Londinium, I will forgive him for saying Sting is better than The Undertaker because I said I forgive, I forgave him. I will never forgive you unless you wear a shirt that says dickless clown to all the famous landmarks 
and and you get a picture with yourself and the queen because i'm sure you could just like pay five bucks and get a picture with the queen right like that's how it works i think and, uh, like, i think kevin is officially the only guy not kevin cross but kevin flynn is the only guy that that wears our stuff to landmarks yeah yeah dude Thank you know you, what the first listener that wears our shirt to the world's largest ball of twine i will give them an exclusive piece of mmm show memorabilia that no one else has this skeleton that i bought for a dollar all right so look we talked about triple a we talked about the browns we talked about the Cavs. we talked yeah, about, about the skeleton i bought for a dollar invicta we talked about dickless clowns dickless clowns triple a we talked about gfw a little bit um what haven't we talked about hmm let me think about this there's, oh, um, um, we haven't talked about the Death Note is on Netflix and it's getting kind of horrible reviews, but Variety liked it and they hate everything that's on Netflix, which is kind of weird. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'll watch that this weekend. I'm not expecting a lot. I love Death Note like in comic form and I say comic instead of manga to specifically piss those people off. And uh, and uh, the anime version sucks and fucks everything up. The comic version is amazing and right. some of the best writing I've ever seen. So we'll see how the movie does. It's got Willem Dafoe in it, and everyone plus. everyone He's loves Willem Dafoe. Jesus once. That's a plus. I'm pretty he sure was, I've seen I've seen him as the Green Goblin. Come on. He was in Platoon. Fucking Boondock Saints, bro. Come on. Boondock Saints. Yeah. Um, oh, I know what we haven't talked about. There's this um, this this fighter. Um, you may or may not have ever heard of him. His name is uh, John Bon Jones, Bones Jones. Um, <laughs> John Bon Jovi is a fighter, bon, dude. John I believe bon it because did I ever tell you like I used to go to jujitsu class with Ricky Rocket from Poison, and that motherfucker's he's got to at least be a black belt now. He was like a brown belt then, and that was years ago. And he could fuck him. He would ball you up, son. Like he fucking amazing. Amazing. Ricky Rocket, the drummer from Poison. Don't fuck with that guy. So, okay. I gotta <laughs> ask this. <laughs> I'm gonna, there's nothing I have for that. I gotta ask this about the Jones thing. It's weird. It's weird, guys. It's not that I don't think that John might you know in fact weird? be a complete piece of shit, but go ahead. Because Casey went? predicted it on the podcast 100% okay, accurately. All, we have to give Casey his due because at first, we thought that I was correct with the results of the fight. And in fact, on my uh, UFC fantasy picks, I actually had round and method and everything of John winning absolutely perfectly correct. But in the end, it turns out that Casey's prediction of, can I just say that John is going to pop hot and the whole thing is going to disappear and it's going to ruin MMA was actually more accurate than my prediction yeah. currently. But I have to say it's weird because if you know anything about uh, terbinanol or whatever it's called, it's um, it's basically a lean muscle mass enhancer that's great for bodybuilding. It doesn't really give you any strength or speed. It is like the absolute wrong steroid to take for MMA, especially on short notice. And the fact that he didn't pop hot in the July tests the early July tests on what uh, the the fifth and sixth or sixth and seventh or whenever that was, and then popped hot on his in competition test right after the weigh in, is baffling because mm. it means that if it's true, not only was John Jones doing drugs, but he was doing ones that weren't helpful 
that he shouldn't have been doing at that point in time at all. So like, not only might he be the biggest dummy in the world, he might be the biggest dummy of a dummy's dummy dummy in the world. Like it might be the stupidest (laughs) drug use of all time or else or hmm. else somebody's fucking with him. So are you saying someone pissed in his piss, Justin? I don't know. I like, I'm very curious to see what happens with the B sample. Um, it's just, it, it's also not really a steroid that you take in conjunction with other steroids. This is a bodybuilder steroid. And the one thing that jo- John was trying to do was he had done a lot of legit bodybuilding for a while there and just packing on mass and doing heavy lifting and this, that, and the other thing. But he was also doing it for strength. Like he was trying to hit big, big rips and big pulls on heavy weight. He wasn't necessarily trying to bulk up and be huge. And he put on a lot of, of muscle mass and was trying to cut down and this would not be the way to do it. It just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense is what I'm saying. It makes sense for John Jones to be a fuck up. Let's, let's just admit that at this point in time, as much as I want to love the guy, this is not the same guy that stopped a mugging the day he won his first belt. This is the other douchebag version that did rails and rails of cocaine afterwards and turned into a human piece of garbage. This is not the same guy anymore. Um, and to see his redemption was great though on a personal level, I was past the point, you know, of really caring about him on a personal level. I just wanted to see us as fans get back one of the best fighters ever because he was still in his prime and we deserve to see those fights. And I thought the DC fight uh, was great, even up to the knockout. I thought it was a back and forth fight. It was very evenly contested for the most part. And it was a really exciting, interesting fight. And we haven't had a ton of those this year at MMA. MMA this year compared to last year has been, uh, on a downtick, clearly. So to hear this news this week that John Jones, um, you know, his A sample popped hot for this, I just don't know what to make of it. And you've got, you know, guys like, uh, um, uh, what, Bonner and, and Phil Baroni and these guys talking about how it might be a conspiracy and a lot of other fighters saying that. And guys who have used in the past, too, are just baffled of... <laughs> why and they're all thinking it's a fix because this isn't the drug you would take and this isn't how you would take the drug if you were taking it he it probably just doesn't make he sense. probably thought it wasn't going to show up is something they were testing for or something incredibly stupid like that but i mean this is a former world champ and even with his time off he's got money in the bank man you got to pay the right doctors if you're going to cheat i mean there's plenty of guys in mma still cheating come on everybody knows it but you gotta think that a guy at this level knows better and also with the payday that he was looking at it fuck it lose to dc and take the money Mm -hmm. like why why cheat now was he really worried about losing to dc yeah he was kind of i mean come on he's he's so what then lose and then you then guess what happens after that you're one and one and you get an even bigger money fighter you're a prize Mm -hmm. fighter keep your eyes on the fucking prize dude speaking of prize fighters justin i i I have breaking news on the mcgregor uh fucking mayweather fight dude this is amazing did you know that conor mcgregor is going into the fight as the linear brawl for all champion because okay um bart gun won the brawl for all okay right yeah and then bart gun got fucking murdered by butterbean yeah yeah butterbean 
got beat by Genki Sudo. Hmm. Genki Sudo got beat by Dustin Poirier. Connor beat him, okay? Nate Diaz beat Connor, but then he lost it back to Connor. So Connor is now the linear Brawl for All champion. So WWF Brawl for All champion, Connor McGregor, is defending his Brawl for All championship against Floyd Mayweather. Oh Thank you, God. Deadspin, for the information. All right, Casey, let's talk, let's talk Mayweather McGregor. Let's give our little preview here. What do you think is going to happen in this fight? We'll go to Casey first, then we'll go to Byron. Okay, I think two things are going to happen. I'm going to fall asleep halfway through watching it, or I'm going to keep running back and forth between AAA and the show, and I'm going to miss, like, Connor getting knocked out. Or I Floyd. think AAA is going to be done before Floyd and Connor actually fight. I think it'll I think it'll be done during the prelims of the fight because <clears throat> their what their start times are three hours different, right? Yeah, but they said something like they're actually going to hold the mass match until later. I don't know if that's the case, dude. We're all we're all trying to Google translate Spanish shit. It could be fucking anything at this point. Um, but. Dude, I if I don't have to watch boring prelims because I'm watching a fucking dope lucha show, I'm gonna be so fucking happy. Yeah, me and, too. Like even even if I'm over at my friend's house, I'm gonna on my phone, I'm gonna have the Twitch stream up and be watching the Triple Mania, um, you know, hopefully main events while the prelims of the boxing are on. Even though there's some good, there's some decent, I should say there's some decent fighters on the prelims. I don't know if their opponents are any good. I don't know anything about the opponents, but LRB put up some of the. Some of the more quality guys from the from the TMT team. Um, so there's some interesting fights on there that if you're a boxing fan, you might be down for. But for the most part, yeah, you're looking at you know the co-main and the main being the interesting ones. I think I think okay. My my thing is going to be that the fight is not going to be good. And, you know, it's not a hot take, despite what some people might say on Twitter, to say that it's going to be a boring fight and Floyd's going to win. That's not what I want to happen. Sure, I want Connor to win because it would be fucking hilarious. But I don't think that that's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, um, Vice just put out an article saying that experts fear for Connor's safety in this match, which is really funny. Um but yeah, Justin, I think you should tell the guys the 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 interesting prop bets and stuff like that and that are for this fight cuz that that stuff's pretty fun. Oh my god, I mean there's so many. There's like, you know, uh prop bets on will will Connor throw a kick or try and right. do a mini move. There's <laughs> There's prop bets on I mean just ridiculous stuff. Um Will he will he throw a kick or do an MMA move and completely forfeit his fucking money for the fight? Yeah, I mean, like, and and the other thing about boxing that people who bet on MMA or other stuff is, yeah, you can bet on anything. You can bet on what round the fight's mm -hmm. going to end, who's going to end it. Like, um, surprisingly, a very popular bet is for a fourth round KO, and now it doesn't even specify who. But wow. the odds the odds are coming way down on a fourth round KO because so many people are betting on it. Because if you believe that Connor's gonna win, that's probably how. But one mm -hmm. of the other options that gives you a win with a fourth round KO is a fourth round TKO from Floyd Mayweather. 
So, which could happen from, I, technically, I think unanswered punches is even listed as a TKO, um, which if Connor is gassing, if Connor's throwing big bombs the first couple of rounds and is gassing, maybe it could happen. I believe- so, so what what TKOs do we have? We got, you know, the old school, like, fucking three knockdowns too, right? Like, well, yeah, a, a, enough knockdowns that even if you're answering the count, the ref waves it off, um, you know, I don't know technically the rules for this fight. If there's a three knockdown rule specifically. Oh yeah. Cause it's different for each fight, right? Yeah. But, but typically the, uh, I think the Marcus of Queensberry's rules are, are something along those lines. And, and usually if there's three knockdowns in a round, the ref's going to stop it anyway. And they always have the ability to do that. Um, I think that, you know, uh, yeah, there's, it, it could happen. <laughs> I don't I don't see Floyd really having the power to truly knock out Connor. I don't believe that there's any point in time where Floyd will put Connor on the canvas where Connor with 10 seconds will be able to answer. And here's the thing where where Connor becomes interesting is when you think about some of the stuff he's saying, it's true. Um he comes from a harder sport in general. Like mm-hmm. there's no 10 seconds to get up in MMA. You get mm-hmm. knocked down. And the guy gets to keep jumping on you and beating you and you have to survive. And this has happened to Connor and he survives great. I mean, he had some scary moments with Chad Mendez. He had uh, obviously moments with uh, Nate when he lost to him and even uh, on the, the rematch. I mean, you know, and, and back in cage rage or wherever he was a two belt champion before he had moments where he's gotten touched before and he's gotten rocked. And unlike in boxing where you get time to shake it off, like imagine you give Connor 10 seconds to shake something off from eight ounce gloves, that dude's probably going to be fine. Like in the, with the kind of power that Floyd has anybody who's predicting a Floyd knockout. I think that is the least likely outcome of all of them. Like that is the one where I will come on this show next week. And if Floyd knocks out Conor McGregor, I will say I was dead wrong. And I know absolutely nothing about combat sports. I just do not see Floyd at his age with his power and what he's done with other guys. Don't get me wrong. He's punished some other dudes. He's put some other dudes in some bad spots and he does have some knockouts. I do not believe that Connor's chin, Connor's chin hasn't been weakened or tested or beat upon by anyone either. So he's got, I believe he's still intact in there. His brain's not going to shake around in his head. Like some fighters who once they get the button, as they call it, can just go to sleep like you know Chuck Liddell had late in his career. It was like, oh my God, this guy's still better than 90% of the dudes out there. But if you touch his chin, he go nighty night. You know, that that just happens to some of these guys after a while, after their brain literally gets looser in their head. There's less stuff in there to keep their brain in place. Connor's not there yet. It's 20 freaking nine and nobody's beat him down yet. He might get there eventually. Not there today. Floyd's not gonna put him out. Dude, I, you know, I've been preparing for this fight like the way that all boxing fans do, and that's by playing Mike Tyson's punch out. Of course. And unfortunately, there's no Irish stereotype fighter to face in that game. And it's making it hard to predict a winner because of it. And I hope that this isn't Floyd's training coming into this fight playing Mike Tyson's punch out. Uh, but I can't wait to see Floyd fight the dude with the turban that teleports because that guy's fucking bullshit, man. Yeah, that's just wrong. Yeah. Byron, what's your prediction for this fight before I go on and pontificate more about this thing? Uh, I'm usually pretty on point about these types of things. I'm 
I've shown that I have a very clear understanding of the sport of boxing uh, on this podcast on this day alone. Um, I think that Connor is going to twist his knee in the first round and throw in the towel. <laughs> and, and by Solid. doing that, he will lose. Solid. Solid prediction. That's got to have some pretty good odds on a fucking prop bet, though. That's like, dude, if you hit that one, you are, that's better than Powerball. It's like you put, you put five bucks on it and then you get like $10 million. You should just yeah, buy five houses. Yeah. They'll, they'll just give me the building that I made the bet in. Like, you own this. <laughs> it's like, um, enjoy the MGM Grand, Byron. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that, that one of the other things that people have to consider is, um, how these guys could train for this fight. There's two very difficult things for both of these guys to do, which is to find training partners that can actually emulate what they're fighting against. Now, at least for Connor, he's got 49 videotapes out there that he can watch of Floyd Mayweather doing his thing to see exactly how he does it. Um, Floyd can't do that for Connor. He can do that for MMA, but he can't, watch 49 Connor fights to see how Connor is going to fight. There's no, there's no way for him to do it. And then you've got, you know, the fact that, and I think this was brilliant that Connor at this last press conference says it's, it's time for Bruce Lee shit basically. And Connor, when you think about it, he didn't, um, he didn't go to a pure boxing camp for this. He stayed with his MMA guys and Connor is really coming into this fight as a martial artist. I think he's going to stand weird. He's going to try to throw weird angles. He's going to do looping strange punches. He's going to try to do, you know, these weird uppercut jab things that MMA guys do. I think he's going to actually try to use MMA style boxing to his advantage simply because of the fact that Floyd hasn't seen oh. those looks. Hold on. Can you punch. super, can you super, God damn it. No, uh, you can't. Um, why not? Justin. Uh, well, actually, no, you can. You can. You I mean, shouldn't the point because your punch though is to fake a knee, so which doesn't work. Yeah. yeah, when you know that the guy can't hit you with a knee, I don't know that that helps. But um, you just mentioned Bruce Lee, and it made me look up the reviews of the Bruce Lee movie that comes out this weekend. And I want to say, suck my dick, Vince McMahon. How about that? Twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck you. So it's not good. Hmm. You know how much I like Bruce Lee? A lot more than I like fucking Vince McMahon. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, I don't know. So the, the, the way I see the fight going down is um, there's a couple outcomes. I'll tell you the ones where I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm going for uh, Connor loses in the sixth round to unanswered punches. Um, Connor wins in the fourth round by knockout. Those are my two prop bet predictions. Um, if you're just playing the the straight money, you got to pick Floyd. If you're just picking a winner, if you're not going for some long odds to try to make some big bucks, okay, okay, you know you just what? Want a winner, pick Floyd. Um, I don't know if it goes to a, if it goes the full distance. There's no way that Connor wins. Like, how do how do I permanently ban Miflo from our chat room and from the <laughs> podcast? <laughs> He said that Jet, Jet Lee is better than Bruce Lee. You know what? Whoa, 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 whoa. He did what now? You know what? That's a that's an official three-way ban from the podcast, and no crayons are going to fix it. Oh. 
Yeah, I that's that's bad, man. That's a that's really far up there. That's really bad. That's almost as bad as saying like bitch ass Jackie Chan, man. Come on. Like, look, Jet Li is entertaining, but Bruce Lee transcended all of martial arts. Mm-hmm, like there mm-hmm. there could be no Jet Li without Bruce Lee. So how could you even say that? You know what? I bet I bet that if he told Phantasma what he thought about that, he would stop talking to him. And I don't even know uh, if he yeah, likes I, Bruce Lee. I, I, I think <laughs> even even Meef's heroes would be very disappointed in that one. We'll give Meef a chance to try to fix this situation. No, but no, no. There's no, there's no fixing this. It's he done. Needs, Meef needs to draw Bruce Lee's crotch with crayons. No. See, people think I'm crazy, but I'm telling you, driving on the wrong side of the road warps your brain, man. It you does. just start to think backwards after a while. It's all, it's all that not being able to have fucking high fructose corn syrup in your food. Just makes you like, just makes you like fucking inbred or something. I don't know. It's something. Something's wrong. So Byron, yeah. Um, did you watch the uh, the little Summer Slammy thing that they did this weekend? Yeah, um, I'm out here in New York, and so was WWE for four days in a row. I did not watch SmackDown, but I watched I didn't Takeover. I, well, actually, yeah. I watched part of SmackDown. I saw a certain debut. debut. I'm sure I'm SmackDown, sure Smackdown was, really was really great. great. I'm hearing myself now. That's probably Casey's. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, I saw Raw live. That was a lot of fun. I was with some friends. It's a. It's you know you were at some shows too. It's just a lot of fun to be there live. Uh, The Brooklyn crowd was horrible though, and um, they paid more attention to beach balls in the crowd for like the last hour and a half. Well, didn't uh, didn't Cesaro run out and grab a beach ball and smash it at one point in time? That was on one of the su- shows. SummerSlam. And then they yeah. still did it after that? More? There were like 10 beach balls during Raw. And it was really bad. Uh, it was super annoying because you're there for a show. And like Finn Balor and, and Jason Jordan are having a match. And no one cares. They are playing with beach balls instead. It was awful. And even went to the main event. But... um yeah, sure. All right, so let's 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 start back with NXT Takeover real quick. I don't yeah. we don't need to get into the whole show, but um, um, so NXT was the best show of the weekend, um, as usual, right? As usual, and also like they get to go out and do whatever they want, and um, they really like set the bar really high, and then you know, and then now the, is that because two thirds of their actual regular television shows kind of suck? Do they just have an easier time of putting together a good show since they only have to do really one every two or three months? Yeah, I mean, TakeOver was two hours, I believe. And then you have pre-show on top of that. But also, those shows are more like wrestling shows as well. They haven't been really geared towards where SmackDown and Raw are television programs. Well, um, I like the, the weird sanity swerving things going mm-hmm. on. Um, uh, Johnny Gargano... Still completely over Cleveland homeboy. Um, Johnny Gargano was Johnny wrestling was cool. I loved his match with CN Almas, and I love how they got CN Almas to win. They kept Gargano doing his thing with uh, Champa, even though Champa wasn't even there because his his ankle was just ankle, utterly yeah. destroyed. Um, and also, it was it was a great match, and CN Almas got a win, which he hasn't done. And don't they have to now? I mean, even with the new guys coming in and everything, don't they have to put Gargano at the top of the card? I mean, isn't he the next guy really? He's doing his thing with Ciampa. So I don't know if he necessarily, but I mean, okay. So you run that through one more takeover, but I figure by two takeovers from now, it's gotta be Gargano at the top of the card. It has to be. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, we thought that those guys were going to be called up as well. I mean, well, Puma won't so. be there yet, so there'll still be time. Yeah. No I, thought, I thought after the last one they were going to get called up, and then they're doing their own feud right now, which is great, but you got to – it depends on when Ciampa's coming back with his ankle, which – You want them to get called up, though? I don't think I ever want them to get called up. I think Gargano's the guy you prop up at the top of NXT and leave him there for a year. Why well, I, I thought they were when they lost the tag match, right? Which is the trend in NXT, like Bobby Roode and SmackDown and everyone else. They lose the title, they lose the big match at Takeover, then they're on a big show Monday. Okay, Tuesday. but so let's let's talk about that. So you have Oscar go over, Bobby Roode lose, and now they're both yeah. getting called up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Asuka is a very special, special occasion for them, and I think they hold her in super high regard. So um, there's a report that when they last took the women's division, promoted them, Triple H asked that they keep Asuka, they keep Asuka down as kind of like their Brock Lesnar. She sold tickets, you know, um, and also just propped up the division, propped up the show like she was the big draw. So I could see why they would have her be undefeated. But I also think they lost out on an opportunity to have Ember Moon win or to, you know, have someone else get that rub. Um, but then again, if I don't know if Ember Moon really needed it, though. And, and I think that that's yeah. part of the reason why. Where are you? I don't think that they had I don't think that they had a female talent there that needed it hey casey by the way baby driver is back in amc theaters if you haven't seen cool. it yet go see it no i saw it dude it was fucking dope i love I that movie i might you should it. go see it uh i just got a, a text from amc saying that this weekend only baby drivers back on the big screens go see it okay. um so i thought it was great i i really loved that uh, the ring of honor guys are coming in and doing stuff you got bobby fish calorelli and uh adam cole baby i i really fear NXT too much going into Ring of Honor land. Like I, I feel that they walk that line too much as mm. it is, and bringing these guys in, especially, that's a dangerous call. Like you're already talking about working a smart kind of audience in general. But I think, I think you, they're more like uh, indie superfed. Uh, Vinny Massaro made a comment. Meltzer agreed how they are NXT or uh, their PWG with air conditioning. <laughs> you know yeah, which is automatically better than pwg because there's that bill fuck that building fuck that <laughs> building i mean yeah, i love the uh alistair black atomi match though um hideo showed fire that he hasn't showed uh in nxt he still isn't where he still doesn't compare to old kenta videos his old matches he's well, not where he yeah, used to be I mean, he but lost, lost some time in there too and it's like the real question for him now is can he get it back and propel himself you know in the right direction to at least be at as a top mid carter i don't know that he's going to really stay at the top of the the card at any point in time he might come in and out of it but he's got to find a way to really get a slot at the top mid card and be a draw because yeah. nxt is going to have issues now with draws i mean bobby Roode was a draw oscar was a draw mm -hmm. you know clearly Fuck uh, Alistair, Clearly, but, Alistair is a draw and can. I think he can easily fill the Bobby Roode shoes. Yeah, anyone uh, can fill those shoes. Bobby yeah, Roode fucking sucks. But Alistair oh, Black. Glorious. What are you talking about? Alistair Black doesn't do the promos that Bobby Roode does. Bobby Roode. Good, will because go out he there, sucks. 
and he'll fill that programming slot where your champion comes out and does the five, 10 minute promo that lets everyone know what's going on with the main belt, you know? Yeah, but look, Shinsuke, Shinsuke never did those promos either. He was in because that Tommy Tommy ends the next fucking Undertaker. He doesn't have to do fucking yeah. uh, promos, and that yeah, you guys know how much I like the Undertaker. So fucking yeah, but the Undertaker there. when he was coming up had Paul Bearer. Don't forget that. Uh huh. So yeah, what but all he did was he said, "Oh yes." But no, I mean, he Undertaker. still worked the angles. He gave people somebody to talk to. Look, Undertaker and- cut promos too. I love Aleister Black a whole bunch too, but. You know, I recognize the difference between him and Bobby Roode. Uh, but his black mass, um, I mean, his finish is just his back spin kick, which doesn't sound all that impressive, but it looks and sounds amazing every single time. All right, so Meef just brought it up, and I'm going to give Meef credit for this one thing. It's Drew McIntyre does have a terrible finish. I'm Dude, going to agree okay. with you one point First today. of all, if you guys are talking about the double-arm DDT, you can both just fuck off because if it's good enough for cactus jack it's good enough for anybody okay no that's well, bobby Roode's finisher right the, you know, the bobby Roode's ddt he does it in uh the impaler the um yeah he does the, the spike ddt basically yeah uh drew mcintyre doesn't do the cactus jack double arm ddt he does something else but his finish is a running kick yeah it's it's like the it's the a- lamer version of the kinshasa <laughs> It was uh, it's it was Hideo Tommy's shotgun kick before he got to do the go to sleep again. You know, no one should be allowed to kick but Tommy in because he's a fucking Dutch kickboxer. You you want to get kicked by a fucking Dutch no, kickboxer? No, it looks great. It looks great. It's just it's so anticlimactic after some of the other stuff that he does in the match that it's just like, geez, really? That's that's you know. Yeah. I don't know. It, like the McIntyre or uh, um um match with fucking drew and bobby Roode was a good match yeah but something about how it finished was still kind of like eh, because still my favorite thing that drew mcintyre ever did was him fucking corpsing during the 10-man match at bola when it was yeah. in slow motion and shit that was fucking funny but yeah that's great I, I do like that they played that this was a redemption for him and they acknowledged uh, what he had been through in WWE before and that it didn't exactly work out right. Um, I liked that touch to the whole thing and I thought it was fitting. And I think that that's something that you can only get on NXT that they can explain away the story because once he gets called up again, that all goes away. Every bit of previous history is gone and he's just a new character all over again. Yeah, because you have to remember that one of the members of 3MB is their fucking world champion right now. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> And they'll never discuss that. All right, so yeah. moving on, Scummer Slam. Um, there hey, was a who, couple said, of who said Shinsuke wasn't going over last week? Well, you were Ooh. absolutely right. Like, there's no reason to put Shinsuke over yet. It's not his time. As much as that was the whole promo angle. Um, and uh, did I say Brock yeah. retains too? Because I'm pretty sure I said Brock retains too. Which was a good call, and I think that uh, the way that they did that was actually yeah. well done. Oh, dude, because Braun Strowman, dude, again, I got to say, I'm not even watching WWE right now, but Braun Strowman, when I was like 10 years old, if I was watching now as a 10-year-old, he would fucking be my favorite wrestler right now. And and honestly, they used him perfectly. The spots were great. Brock sold for him the right way. Like they smashed through two of the tables and then turned another table over on him, which was total weak sauce, but it even even that worked. But it was funny. 
stretching Brock out. And then the fact that everything from that moment on was completely predictable. It didn't matter. This is the stuff that Vince does, right? He did it right here. It completely worked. It was the right call and putting Brock over on Roman specifically in the actual match was just good booking every now and then you got to give the crowd what they want i think it, it it worked this time and i don't think it took anything off of anyone other than roman and now he can work with john cena and it's fine that's exactly the program he should be in so well, what what they're doing with roman is uh what they've been doing is they're having them lose on pay-per-views because they think that'll get people to like him more but no one's really noticing they still think he's super super cena still you know well, and he is a little bit, which is why the whole Cena th- thing with him and Cena the next night in The Miz was yeah. perfectly done also to the point where they have to be careful because everything that came out of Miz's mouth was complete truth, even though mm-hmm. he's trying to sound like the whiny heel. I mean, you could tell, especially in Brooklyn, that that was just getting over. And if you look at Maurice's face during that promo, she is about to lose it the whole time because the <laughs> whole thing is pure comedy. It's going completely wrong, but they're all just going with it. Like, I get what they were trying to do. They knew that Cena was going to get the mixed 50-50 reaction. So was Roman. But then Miz comes out and starts telling the truth. Like, how did they expect that to work? It was great. We were loving it. That was my favorite part of Raw. That was my favorite promo that I've seen in WWE since probably one of the last ones Miz did. It was just straight fire. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, they got to stop. If they don't want Miz to be a babyface, they have to stop letting him tell the truth. And then he didn't even heal out on the audience until way towards the end of the promo. Like, I think he completely lost sight of the fact that he was supposed to be a heel and he should have, like, turned on the crowd immediately. Like, the Barclays thing was funny at the beginning, but then, you know, he should have called the audience idiots a whole lot sooner. But it was great that he didn't. I enjoyed it. It was really entertaining. Let me backtrack to SummerSlam again because... Um, both the women's belts switched hands, which I find yeah. very interesting. Um, I thought that Natty Boo. was a strange choice to take the belt off of Naomi right after they finally get her glow in the dark belt working right. The entrance is popping. Not that I feel like she deserved to hold the belt a second longer because I really don't. I don't think she's there yet, but at the same time, it was working. So mm-hmm. I have to question why WWE is doing this and if this is some kind of long-term thing because they've hot-shotted these women's belts around a lot. And I just felt like it was a natural progression to have her hold on to it for a long time and then have Carmilla take it off of her, as much as that wouldn't have been a surprise. Um, you, know what, you know what they might have been looking towards? Um, they may have uh, Asuka may be coming up to SmackDown, and she may be taking the belt. And so they have her take it off a heel instead of off a of Naomi. Well, but after you've already had Corbin's Money in the Bank fail... Can you have Carmella's Money in the Bank fail also? Would that not be taking too much steam off the whole Money in the Bank concept? One of the two of them's got to actually win the belt at some point, right? I don't know. I thought the whole corporate thing was funny because that whole thing was pretty much his career getting ended. That was great. Um, I mean, I think he's still got a future and I think that they'll do him a favor at some other point in time after doing this. But it was I I thought that that was the right thing to do with the Baron Corbin thing. I think they tried it. It didn't quite get the reaction that they wanted. It wasn't going to go anywhere. You can't put the strap on him. The gender experiment is too important. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so you have to job him out to it, and you might as well get some comedy out of it being almost a, a mirror image of it and give his character a reason for being bitter moving forward. I thought it was actually really well done with him also, but I don't. I just, once again, we're at this thing with WWE where it's like, what are you guys doing with this women's division? Like the raw belt, especially has been hot shotted all over. It's like, if you're a woman and you're on raw and you haven't had the belt, you got to be asking yourself what's wrong with you because they're just giving the thing away like candy left and right. Sasha's got it again. Um, and Alexa calls her out for having never once defended it and keeping it, which is true. If you go back and look, which is ridiculous. Like you can't go two matches and keep the belt. You win it on pay-per-view and drop it on raw every time. Like you suck. Uh-huh. I mean, and Alexa flat out called her out for that. Like the Alexa's basically like, look, bitch, you're a three-time champion because you can't hold on to this thing. <laughs> yeah. Like Alexa <laughs> in the first week of her run has literally held the belt longer than Sasha. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. And they also, but they also have, they basically have um, a few like sort of main event type female acts on Raw and they make them all fight each other or pay-per-view type matches between the two of them and they don't have any filler. So that way you see Sasha and Nia Jax and Bailey, Nia Jax, and uh, you just kind of get tired of it. Like I don't see any matchup on Raw that's interesting. Sasha has the belt, so what? Like you're just going to bring Emma out and have her lose in 30 seconds. Uh, like it's not interesting though, even though they have some of their best characters there. Well, I mean, I feel like, and I don't know that they can do this, but they they do need some more fresh blood. And I don't know if the May Young tournament helps them with that, especially on Raw, because it's such a long show and you've only got mm-hmm. like four or five women and Dana Brooks having personal issues right now. So she's not even around. Yeah. Um, you know, you got, you know, and Paige hasn't come back. Is Paige ever coming back? Do we care if Paige comes back? It's like... They need some kind of oh, influx. No coming back without me, Poppy. No Paige, no AJ. Dana's out for a while. Asuka's coming over to SmackDown, right? Or is she coming God, up to you Raw? Just, you just completely no-sold my Paige? God no, damn it. I thought Paige was actually here. I thought she was guesting on the show. I was about to get my list of questions <laughs> ready. I am looking pretty fucking pale right now. Jesus Christ. You really are. I don't know if you're pale, I think pale but... I think it's the lighting, dude. I can't no, tell from that. You'd have to bend over and show your bones for us to know if it was matching. Oh, okay. Hold on. Uh, oh, I'm saying uh, it's is it too soon still that the video was like three months ago. All right. Anyway, uh, so that's why they got new belts. <laughs> it happened right <laughs> after that. That makes sense. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm dying over here. I'm dying. <laughs> oh, my God. You should have done that in your fucking improv class. Yeah, Shit. really. One person would have got it. For sure. Right. One person would have got it. One person in my class would understand WWE mm-hmm. news. Yeah. So we've also got new tag champs. Ambrose. Uh, yeah, that's cool. It's, uh, it's sort of a shield thing. That it's sort of freshened up Ambrose and Rollins. That's fun. It's um, like we got nothing for these guys, so let's tag them well, up with like Kofi Kingston and see. I CM appreciate Punk. it too because I like both those guys, but I don't think they should be in the title picture right now. Wait until Brock's back out of the picture, and then those guys can slide really, right into that really, spot. Really, Justin, you like Dean Ambrose? Uh, really? I like Seth a lot more than Dean Ambrose, but okay. Dean is Dean is entertaining, and I like him as a top mid card guy. I like I like Dean, but I think he kind of figured out that he can just go super soft. 
because Scooby-Doo doesn't really get him, and that's what he I does. I think it like Son of Havoc for me, where it's his fans that are turning me off of Dean Ambrose. Well, I don't pay attention to the Tumblr page. It's dedicated to Dean and dedicated to Renee in a different way. <laughs> dedicated wow. to, to cutting off Renee's head and living inside <laughs> her body. Yeah, oh, that's real. That's real. Uh, um, but regardless, I think it's a good use of them for right now. Feud with the Hardys or whatever. Um, this candle smells delicious. I feel a little bit bad for Sheamus and Cesaro, though. Like, I, I, they've had a decent run ever since their yeah. best of 75 match or whatever. You know why I don't feel sorry for them, Justin? Why? Because fuck Sheamus. Sheamus fucking sucks, dude. I feel sorry for Cesaro. I don't know, though, man. I, I've seen a lot of improvement out of him, and I think this is a way better use than having him as a champion in singles matches. Agreed. All I'm saying is that, you know what? Cesaro's got a lot less luggage when he doesn't have to carry two belts and his partner, too. How about that? Well, what's, what's Cesaro going to do as a singles? They're, they're not going to put him at the top of the card. They're not going to put him yeah. at the top of the mid card. They're not even going to put him in the U.S. title picture. This is where Mr. Krabs in the chat says that Cesaro should come to Lucha Underground. This is uh, no, but this tag team has really allowed both of them to have a little bit uh, more fun, a little bit. They extend their personality a little bit, and not that far. It's just Cesaro gets to wear a kilt, you know, and like that makes him seem a little bit more fun and whatever. Because he's you know what, fuck that. One, one man should have been to wear a, a kilt. And then Sheamus gets to you know, if he's friendly to a guy we like, now all of a sudden now we have a little bit. Of more of a connection with this guy who just kind of act like a dick the whole time, even when we're supposed to cheer him. And so it's just a little bit bridging them together. And now it's like, yeah, it works. And they're also both really good and tough in the ring. And so you enjoy that. They they probably legitimately beat people up. And then, you know, the swing and the fucking kick. But there's also, here's a problem with WWE. There's not enough belts at times, believe it or not. There's too many belts and there's also not enough belts because what do you do with these guys now? They've had this tag team run. They've gone back and forth with the Hardys and, you know, with the club. And, you know, they can't can't just do that now with with Ambrose and Rollins. Like, it's not going to work. They can't stay in that picture forever. So is there a world... Is there a world where you could ever see two guys like this going down to NXT and it not being looked at as a demotion? Because I think mm. that those two guys, mm. if they were in NXT, <laughs> would be gangbusters. They would pack and the fans would get to appreciate them for what they really are. And they, I think they could almost have better careers than being lost in the mid-card muckety-muck of Raw. Like, where, where's the club right now? I would Christ, say that's like it, the biggest thing in the world three years ago, and now they're just no. lost in in mid card tag hell on Raw. Yeah, they was, they already bad. did this with Cesaro once. Is the yeah. problem? Yeah, it was great though. It was really good when they did that. But they are talking about sending some uh, some main roster talent down to NXT again. Uh, but I think it's got to be like big names name. like that, like these guys, like Sheamus, who's a former world yeah. champion, and these guys yeah, who are tag sucks. champions. Like, send down some guys with some actual credibility so that it doesn't just look like some kind of shitty demotion, and then let them be at the top 
and let the, the 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 new guys coming in have to take these guys on as the veterans and the guys who know, mm-hmm. and then occasionally bring them back up or leave them down there for for five six months and bring them back up and put them or, back. In the title or picture. fire Dolph Ziggler and Sheamus. How about that? How about fire Dolph Ziggler and Sheamus? You could and send you they, could send these guys down to Orlando for one week for one week and then get a month of programming and then put true. them back on the road. Um, and I, and, then, I think, and then you say, Dolph, we would like to, we would like to wish Dolph Ziggler the best in his future endeavors. It's mega death, not mega death with an A. You fucking poser. How about that? He blamed it on his seamstress. By the yeah, way. he blames a lot of things on people. Nothing, nothing shitty in his career is because he's horrible at everything. Um. I don't know. So, so I, I, I just I, don't know what you do with those guys, but I like I liked Ambrose and Rollins getting those belts. Yeah. I felt like it, it just worked. I think um, I don't know. I think what you're talking about is a good idea in general. I don't think specifically these two are there right now. I think they still get to uh, do their rematch program for the next pay-per-view cycle. Um, also, the one thing that one really big thing that happened on Raw is they hot shotted Hardy's versus Shield. I don't think they should have. It was a great match, clean finish. It was awesome, but I don't think they should have hot shotted that on a shitty ass Brooklyn crowd after SummerSlam. I don't know that that was. I don't know that I'd really call that hot shotting. I mean, I just feel like we know that those guys were credible and in the title picture. And if you're going to make Rollins and Ambrose a tag team and make them a credible tag team, that that's a that's a good place to start. And then, I mean, because, you know, eventually the storyline is going to end up being the tension between those two guys. And then, you know, they're also they got to be looking at the the full shield reunion, trying to figure out what to do with Roman at this point. I wonder if there's a from now until March program that they have sort of sketched out between the three of them. You with know, the Hardys, Seamus and Cesaro and. Those no, guys I mean, are you talking about with Roman? I mean, back in the I mean with, the, with Roman and the Shield, like now they got the two guys doing their thing. Now, how does, I mean, you have to somehow figure out how Roman plays into it. It would be smart. And, and look, WWE is going into their, their down period where they get beat up by Monday Night Football. Um, the big stars are usually gone at this time of year. And they've got to do some stuff to shake it up. Like bringing Cena over to Raw as part of it. Figuring out the Roman equation is going to be part of it. Now's their time to play a little bit. Now's when you're, they're going to experiment. And this is actually usually when it's more interesting. They got to solve the Finn Balor uh, riddle. They got to figure out the Shinsuke riddle. Two things that are stumping them right now. Like Shinsuke's mic work is killing them. They don't know quite what to do. Like the entrance gets over. The matches are fine. But they're having trouble figuring out programs for him. And it's obvious. They don't know how to do it because they're writers trying to figure it out and they can't write for the guy. All they can do is put him out there and let him wrestle and, and they're not NXT. They don't know how to make that work. Um, Finn Balor is similar situation. You know, you've got these, these guys who are huge on NXT. They clearly have a following. They're popping crowds. They're selling merch, but they don't know how to work the storylines because Finn's not that great on a microphone. He's not, nor does he need to be. Because he's fucking over, but they got to find a program for him that works. And and without yeah. a belt to put on him right now, um, you know, obviously they need to get him back to the universal title picture at some point in time. But I imagine that 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 might almost be at this time next year. Yeah, I you mean, know, he he would what benefit. Brock wants to do will determine whether where that universal title goes. Finn would benefit greatly from a belt 
And that's, you know, that would also really feed into his heel sort of rock and roller uh, gimmick, uh, the, you know, leather jacket, not the demon. Um, and that's why they were throwing it on him immediately before he busted his shoulder. Um, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, Casey. But I'm fucking but exhausted. You're talking about how uh, they don't have enough belts sometimes when all of a sudden you have your main belt sitting at home except for like three matches a year, you know, that's a big deal. Now your IC belt is on Miz. Like he's not going to lose it. He needs to hold on to that and do that thing. But now, so now you have your two belts and they're not in, really in play. And they, they need that. Finn needs a belt. To I mean, I, I got to imagine that Brock drops on a raw sometime in the near future or they find a reason to strip him or some storyline. I, I can't imagine that through the fall uh, between now and Royal Rumble, there's just no. I, I agree with him winning this SummerSlam, but I just don't imagine that there's really yeah. a reason to keep it on Brock much further into the year. It doesn't buy them anything. No one's going to watch anyway. <laughs> like now's the time to take it off of him. Uh, I don't know exactly how you do it, but I think Here's, I, you got a month and a half max that you can have that belt still be on Brock. Here's a Brock question. Uh, he's flirting with UFC, and that was giving him a ton of leverage, especially with the Jones Von Bones callout. But you know, and that gives him leverage to get more money and a better contract, this and that. But but don't you think that's already been settled? I mean, I think this finish says to me that whatever that leverage was was settled, and that he settled on WWE, and maybe giving them some more dates next year and more time, and and not taking any time off from it again. I think he could do both, and I think him doing both is beneficial to him, WWE, and UFC. I think, you know, it's it's just a matter of scheduling, and he's not around all that much anyway. But he's a huge star, and he can make everyone money. But he's I, charging them for dates, though, man. They got to be real, yeah. real careful. Like they can't be using him on TV dates where they're not getting something out of it or already making yeah. a shit ton of money. But here's the thing with with uh, Jones, pretty much done. Uh, just you don't know yet, though. That B yeah. sample comes back. Um, and then the other thing is, honestly, for John Jones, maybe WWE benefits more. Because if John Jones is on a four-year suspension, boy, I'll tell you what, if I was Vince McMahon, I would be like, dude, I'm so sorry to hear about that. I've got a place you can come and work tomorrow. I'll work it out with Dana. Like, yeah. hey, pal, I uh, I got a thing where uh, part-timers don't have to piss, pal. Uh, <laughs> it was my birthday yesterday, pal. Thank you for the wishes. But if, well, when Brock says that he uh, is considering UFC, doesn't he need a dance partner? Doesn't who no. who would he fight? Dude, uh, no, dude. anybody. The Ream, I don't care. Any the fucking Ream, a Juice versus Juice match. Um, well, and there and there's still chance for there to be a Juice versus Juice match with with Jones and. Lesnar, too, don't think that there's not some kind of backdoor oh, yeah. release that Jones could get out of UFC and then go over to Japan or someplace else and have a juice versus juice match. I heard that he's in the backdoor releases, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I do want to say that I have to get off this call to do another three-hour-long conference call. So Yuck. I think we should wrap up the WWE so that me and my buddy Zach, the Z-Man, can work on our script. It's oh, you guys need to do that. I'm I'm pretty much wrapped up on everything anyway. Yeah, I mean, you got anything else? Uh, probably. Um, New Japan G1 was awesome. Um, I did kind of want to talk news. a little bit about it. I talked old about news. it on Twitter a little bit. It's just, 
go through at the very least watch some of the main events on all the shows there's a ton of matches there's a ton of shows um but the last few are amazing also i think um i love tal suzuki really brought out and put over a lot of uh, pretty much everyone he was against especially all the young boys that he beat the hell out of after matches uh juice i think this was his big coming out party he was he really he got a few wins but he also like really showed who he was brought his personality out said he was gonna have half japanese babies um he was he did really well and he also kind of maybe got a little too excited um but it was great and you have the third okada omega match which you have to watch and then the next night um omega and naito definitely watch that um naito is your g1 champion so your g1 winner oh thanks for the spoilers dick face i didn't even that happened two weeks ago <laughs> it sure did um it's it's exciting stuff i've been kind of watching a little bit and i won't say how um well don't you have my new japan i don't hey, oh, you dude you made me pay for that myself you asshole you had a new japan login for me fucking dick no no casey i don't have one for you but I thought I sent it to Justin a while I ago. I used it. I used it once way back in the day. But I, when people hook me up with stuff like that, I don't keep their shit because you know it's your shit. So yeah. you have to give it to me again for for catching up on some of okay. this. Though I've seen some of it. Anyway, look, I am still smangry. I'm mad about racism. I'm mad about Lucha Underground finishes. I'm mad about there not being a season four. Yeah. I'm mad about John Bon Jones. I'm mad about. Uh, what else am I mad about? I'm mad about the Cleveland Browns taking a knee and then people not respecting it. Ass blood. You're mad about ass blood, bro. I'm mad about Kyrie getting traded for Isaiah when Isaiah might have a broken hip. I'm mad about the uh -uh. fact that LeBron might leave. I'm mad about the I fact thought he that, was leaving. that John Jones and Stipe Miocic might not happen now. I hadn't even talked about that because that was a possibility as well. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm super duper mad that Triple Mania and the Connor fight are on at the same time because I'm actually they actually did a good job. Look, congratulations, Dorian and Vamp and DJ and Mundo and Cross and all you pricks for actually making me care about AAA again because I actually want to see Triple Mania. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen there, and I want to know. And I think there's some great <laughs> performers. As much as they screwed over most of our favorite performers not even a year ago never for uh, never forget never I heard, forget. somehow I heard. i'm still i'm still excited about it i'm yeah. yeah i'm i'm not smangry that twitch is putting it on to i think that that's a brilliant move and honestly that gets my top move of the week in wrestling yeah. uh triple mania being on twitch is the best news of the entire week in all of combat sports mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I like it, dude. And um, my I didn't do a match of the week this week. I'm mad that Justin stole my Smangry gimmick. Uh, let's see. I'm I'm also I'm also mad. You know what? I'm not mad. I'm a I I just go with the flow. I'm a nice person. I'm not Smangry. I'm nice, even cute. Fucking Namaste, motherfuckers. Oh, but unless you're me, flow. Fuck you. You even fuck said you. PMA today. Like yeah. you are. You, you know what? Are, yeah, but you know what? After Meef said Jet Li is better than Bruce Lee, that PMA has gone to an SMD, B. <laughs> I heard that uh, Casey's going to be live-tweeting the Triple Mania um, all the way through, so stay tuned to Lucha yeah, Gringo you, you, on Twitter. You look, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, not get, yeah. let's not get carried away, because first of all, 
I know they're going on Twitch and everything, but they've never had a live feed that's held up long enough for anyone to do live tweeting before. So let's right. just get there first before we start talking about live tweeting Triple Mania. Let's just actually see and, if anybody uh, can watch the show real time this year. And I'm not live tweeting shit. I don't need a fucking community to watch a wrestling show. I just need to sit here by myself and enjoy myself. God so Casey Lucha Gringo on Twitter will be live tweeting Triple Mania. You're a jerk. Feed. And uh, also, like, if you just know where he lives, go to his house and then listen to him talk about the show. That's also something he wants you to do. Um, Actually, um, I don't want anyone to talk to And make sure you follow Friday, Casey, because it's still Friday. At Lucha, you can go follow Fridays. Yeah, because I'll mute you and I'll probably block you because I've been considering it. And one person that still follow Friday me today, probably going to get blocked by next week. Dude. Hey, Mil Machete has almost started the whole crazy entire Lucha Click thing again today, and I, I was really tempted to tag you in that, but I, I, I refrained. I wasn't. I, I, I muted that after the first post, so I didn't even see how bad it got. Honestly, I didn't even see. Oh, that one got ridiculous. That one went on for about six days and involved like two hundred people and some of the highest rated tweets that weren't big retweets that I think I've ever been on. It's crazy. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh, everything makes me smangry. Oh, so want, the Conor Con- Floyd fight makes me smangry. I haven't even talked about the Pauli Malinaji thing. That makes me super duper smangry. Ariel Hawani not being allowed to do the coverage because of his beef with Dana White makes me really, really smangry. Um, Kevin Lee versus uh, Tony El Kukui Ferguson for the interim lightweight title does not make me smangry. That makes me very, very happy. But... DJ versus whatever, whoever he's fighting to break the record instead of TJ makes me smangry because no one's going to watch it. And DJ's a great fighter, but nobody cares. And until I beat him up in the street, nobody's going to ever know who Demetrius Johnson is. Um, no, I don't know. Lots I'm of- so smangry too because I'm locked in a cage and I'm a skeleton. That makes me smangry. I'm going to go see Baby Driver, dude. Go go do it for real. It's, it's a good time. It's, good. That will not it's, make Rico- it's Ricochet's new finisher. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um, hey Justin, I new. I thought his new finisher was called Tessa's Allowance. Oh, hey Justin. Oh. Uh, so when you're watching the show last week, Casey and I did this contest to see if you could do the sign off the best. Who do you think did the sign off the best? Uh, like the poll results. Technically, Casey's was not wrong. Since you cut him off, you dick. I don't know what you're yeah, talking about. Fucking right. Fucking. I can't believe Casey fell for that setup, though. It was so obvious <laughs> you were going to do that. And Casey yeah, didn't I get away with it. I was like, yeah. I'm going to go first. <laughs> I can't Dude. believe I went back and watched that show. I can't. I shouldn't have given you guys a view. I wanted that to be the lowest rated show in history just to prove my value. It's actually to the highest, which is amazing. Like, um, I'm it sorry, Kevin bad. Cross. We've defl- we've dethroned Kevin Cross's episode. I don't. I don't think that's true. I don't think what you're saying there's are, are real words. Casey is a liar, but it was still a good show. It's cool because I don't. I don't have to plug like ten other podcasts to get us listeners. Justin, I just show up and tell people to go fuck themselves. Which you've listened to Mass Mats and Mayhem's this week. Be cool well, and go fuck yeah. yourself. <laughs> I will. I will say though that uh, at least. Dante Oblivion, the host of one of those other podcasts, he told me since I wasn't watching, he actually watched you guys and said that it was very good and you guys held it down and he gave you big props, especially to Byron, who he thought was completely incapable of doing such a thing. 
I guess thank you, Dante. I'm not quite sure how to take that, but I will take it as a compliment. I agreed with him. I was like, man, I, I totally thought Byron was going to really, really botch that. And somehow he held it together. Like we know Casey's got his shit together. Yeah, he held it together because I made a fucking format which said, talk about how Justin's dying, then talk about Lucha, then um, something about down, like, what we... You put down weekend plans. Like, Casey, yeah, you're not going to talk about your weekend plans. No one cares you're going to sit at home and wait for your parents to serve you dinner. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not just going to sit at home and eat a gallon of ice cream and cry, Byron. It was that a pint, true. and I did not cry until today when I realized what I did to myself no i worked out today i'm sure you guys can tell I'm oh my god until next time stay calm and stay in the mix